What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. Shout out to the Nasty Boys. And that's you. Shout out to the Ten Toes Up Gang. And that's you. Yes, shout out to the Passport Bros. And that's shout you. out to everybody in the building, man. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show. Hold up. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You're in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, meaning I'm the mysterious one. You can't find me. Okay. The Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of content, the speaker of truth, yours truly, Coach Dadamas, the notorious one. Coach Alini's in the building. We back in here for another one, and we here to make you laugh, cry, ease the pain, therapy. This is therapeutic, man. Shout out to Black Ram. Uh, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about if you think you're lonely now, wait until you're old, girl. Where's Kevin Samuels when you need him? All <laughs> right. He's like, you're going to die alone. Although he died alone. But yes, it is. Well, he wasn't alone. Him had a gordita. All right. In the building. But anyway, we're going to talk about older women getting scammed out of their money. You know, I got money. like the Tinder swindler. This is an old woman in Virginia. She had her wig cocked sideways. All right. She didn't put her chin strap on. She didn't have no face mask on her wig. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. We're going to talk about a man. Uh, uh, One of our Asian brothers went down to Columbia and he got. Damn, it's serious down there. Passport bro down. Passport bro down. Hey, Passport Bros, I know y'all not going to watch this part. Y'all only going to watch the part where I cover it. Uh, just so you guys know, yesterday, and, and this is going to be for the community as well. Yesterday, I covered a video about a girl who was a sugar baby. And that's a philosophy that I'm kind of like whatever about. I'm, I, don't, I don't push any philosophy related to that. I'm cool with it. And I covered a man getting deleted on it. So don't get your panties in the book. Passport bro. Don't don't get your panties on a bunch. All right. I'm I'm just covering the story. I'm not saying it's because he was a passport bro, but he was he was a little bit sloppy. We tell men to not be sloppy with women when you when you're dealing with them. This is gonna be a lesson. Passport bros are right, right. It's not because he was a passport bro. Well, he was a he went he was a passport bro. <laughs> he was definitely a passport bro. All right, so he went his ass went out there and got deleted. So we're going to talk about safeguarding yourself at all times. Protect yourselves at all, protect yourselves at all times when you're dealing with women. How is this hard, man? How is this hard? You guys think I'm telling you, man, ladies, you know, for the wives that watch me, the, for the wives that watch me, you guys know how I do, man. I'm not I'm not a stupid guy and I don't claim women to be stupid. I'll, uh, shout out to the women who watch me, the married women who get permission from. And on Shout out to those ladies. I give women credit where credit is due. I'm always telling you men that they're running game on you. Why you want to play a game on me? Why you want to play? Why you want to play your games on me? I'm always telling you women are manipulative, manipulative. I can't speak this morning. Women are manipulative. They are smart. They are the they're going to be the sole survivors of, of our of our species. There's going to be more of them left over than it will be of us. Stop thinking you're running game on them. 
I cannot stand dudes that think they just go, oh, I'm going to go down there. Colombian women are dumb. All right. And then they listen to a couple of YouTube videos and then they go out there and get X'd out. That dude, it's Colombia <laughs> or it's Colombia. It's Colombia. Don't let the Internet fool you. All right. If you go down there, I'm going to run game on those Colombian broads and then. Stop listening to dudes that's got way more weight than you. You know what I mean? You going down a couple of, hey, listen, I've traveled by myself out of the country and throughout the United States. Um, I've traveled by myself. I, I know what to do and what not to do. And I was in some no flex zones too. No flex zones. No flex zones. They know better. They know better. I went into some no flex zones. All right. And I knew I knew what to do and what not to do. All right, we're going to tell y'all, brothers, just in case you want to travel, remind your ass that when you go down to another country, they're not dumb. They're survivors down there. Jesus. Left the dude leaking. All right. Risking rupture spleen by the age of 16. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. Let me give you the subject matters, and uh, you can read them across the board. To support today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. That's right down there on the bottom right screen. Right there in the middle is the Venmo logo. That is Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams is the PayPal link. These are all donations. And just in case the private investigators are trying to watch, you know, they was in here yesterday. <laughs> they was in here like perhaps changing the subject. Just coming all out of left field. They don't even know how the show works. Perhaps they will ask her anything and testify. All right. Come on, brother. All right, these are all donations. I ain't got no job. I'm unemployed and broke. All right, so as far as we know, by the way, you can donate over on the Notorious CGA channel as well. Notorious CGA. That is the channel you can donate. And our cause is going to be the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund. All right, the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund. This is going to be available to all people, namely uh, little black dudes with bald head and gray beards with big trapezius muscles and no necks. Uh, we're going to defend against baby mama terrorists. This is the fund that it goes into. All right. Specifically for those type of people. If you fit that description, funds are available to you to defend yourself against the baby mama terrorists. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man, it's absolutely weird, man. Anyway, <laughs> what else do we have to cover? Oh, the earlier contributors to today's show. Um, I know you guys see the thumbnail. You guys saw the th thumbnail with the uh, black woman on it. And I said, what did that, what does the thumbnail say? It said lonely older black woman or something like that. I know the community is going to be quite upset with me on this show. All right. And that's because they, they do what a lot of people do. Let me go ahead and show you how upset they're going to be. There they are right now. They're going to frown upon my shenanigans. What they're going to do is try to say, you attacking the black sister and the black woman and all of that stuff. All right. They're going to claim me uh, as to being all kind of shuffling Uncle Tom's and all that. Yeah, they're going to claim that I'm targeting and all of that stuff. I'm ruining the self-esteem. I'm talking negative about black, about black women. But what you have to understand is you probably missed today's show. Every show, every subject I covered was a white woman. All right. We was going in on white folk. All right. We was going in on white folk the whole uh, morning show. All right. The pro-blacks were like, quiet as a church mouse, pissing on cotton, all right? But all of a sudden, 
I put your uh, put a woman that looks like your mama on there. And then you're upset. <laughs> OK, I'm like, dude, look at the last show. I'm an equal opportunity. We, we had the, even the big old land wells yesterday. The, the, the women, you know what I mean? We had them. It was a, a white woman and then, then it was a mud shark. It was a mud shark and it was a big black woman or is a mulatto. Come on. Y'all got to Y'all got to be real. Uh, earlier contributors today's show. All right, shout out to Treese O'Neill in the building. Shout out to Treese O'Neill. He said, shout out to the GOAT. We in here. Rational rationality says 304s are like cockroaches surviving World War III. Definitely, they're going to survive. The way it works, gentlemen, is uh, the modern men, uh, despite the fact that we always tease women of trying to be independent and have safety and security, we have been also blessed with safety and security, right? Most of us have... Most of us have not had to go to war. Um, most of us had not had to go to military training. As such, most of us are going to die if somebody comes in here. We're going to be gone. All right. All the bloodshed is going to be on our side. Women are not going to be on the front line. Uh, the women in the military, they're going to be getting pregnant at a accelerated clip, and they're going to be skedaddle. All right. They're not going to defend the damn thing. All right. When the barbarian comes through the gate, we're going to be taking the L's. All right. It's going to be hatchets right to the forehead. So just so we know, um, I, I know you want God to penalize women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a there's some guys that just want God to come down. You know what I mean? Part the clouds holding a battle axe. You know what I mean? Parting the sky, coming down on his white horse like I'm going to get the women. All right. Started with Eve. And you think they just going to start. God just going to start hatching women or the barbarians going to come in and say, forget the men. Give me the women. They're not, not bro. bro. That ain't how it's going to work. All right, we get in our head, heads will roll. It's going to be blood in the streets first, with, and it's going to be men. Women going to figure out real quick how to skedaddle. They're going to be like, <laughs> listen, women's strategy is to survive. They are not going down first. And <laughs> they are not going down first. So with that being said, they know that one man, it would only take 10 men to populate, repopulate the earth. Right? Women are like, all right, all of y'all first. We'll hide behind these 10 men. They'll all let that those 10 men wife all of them up and we catching the bullets. So I'm oftentimes to warn people, guys, there's never a chance in the history of this world. As long as we're on planet Earth and you think God's going to punish women and not punish the men. Ain't going to happen. With that being said, they're smart. <laughs> they're smart. <laughs> they're smart. All right. Um, Shout out to Desert Brew Crew. Shout out to you. Desert Storm, he says, my wife enjoyed the show last night, yesterday. He says, Mr. H, talking marriage. CGA, talking men off the ledge. Shout out to you. He says, keep saving lives. God bless you. And God bless the coach world in the building. Appreciate you, brother. Shout out to you and your wife watching what we had going on. JC says, in the Navy, I can verify it is third worldly overseas. People don't realize how third world it is. And third world doesn't mean dumb. All right. A lot of third world people, they have an advantage over over first world people because we have security and we really underestimate how much security we have. The government is holding everything up. All right. They're they're positioning you to be able to do just about everything, men and women, but especially women. With that being said, third world people survive off instinct. OK, they survive off need and uh, they don't care about you, especially if you're not from their tribe. It's about survival. We don't have survival instincts, all right? 
most of us were 30 days away from being homeless. Okay. And even if it, even if you're not 30 days away from homeless, you you're looking to use the system as to not go homeless, right? All right, we have electricity, we depend on that, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, internet. I mean, we're really spoiled children. We're really spoiled children, and we really don't realize how much we're being propped up. And this gives the this really wrecks the marriage in the dating marketplace. See, in third worlds, they need dating, they need marriage, they need mating, they need all of that. Okay, because there's no way they'll survive without it. Here, oh, I could do back and do by myself. Please turn the electricity off about three days. All right, turn it off about three days. I don't care if you're a male or a female, shit's gonna get real, real quick. Okay, turn the Wi-Fi off. I've always warned you guys, all they have to do is turn the Wi-Fi off and we're screwed, right? Screwed. We got no Wi-Fi. It looks like the satellite's messed up. Done. Civilization will, this America will turn first world to third world in three days. It'll be every man for themselves, right? For real. Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble all together. All right, so don't get, don't get, um, don't get a false sense of security that you are someone here. In this United States, you're nobody. And in three days, you will be a nobody. Okay, with it real quick, ask people in Jackson, Mississippi about that water. Okay, and how that water got funky for about a week. And it was just, yeah, man, it don't take much. It would not take much to crumble us in America. So don't get too cocky. I got a job and I'm an independent and I got degrees. You walking around like. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. They know how fast they can turn your lights out. New, 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 new world order. All right, so anyway, by the way, what's that company, FTX, lost $50 billion? How much, bil how much billions of dollars did FTX lose in five days? Brother, you think your little paycheck, all they have to do is not put your direct deposit in your paycheck. Do you realize how fast you be done? Just imagine they they say for two pay periods, uh, we can't put our we can't put the direct deposit in. Sorry, mm. you're gonna be dumpster diving in the morning. All right, just like that. And listen, I I'm not excluded from this conversation. Dumpster diving. All right. So anyway, man, let's get to these. I got to the earlier contributors. Uh, it's crazy. So this is why we he said civil war immediately. Oh, we be at each other's neck. We be somewhat subhuman really fast. All right. All of our classism will show really quick. Oh, it'll be bad news. So and I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm just trying to put things in perspective. Uh, shout out to Dr. Thunder. He said, check this out. Check this out. Well, you know, I can't click it. I don't know what it is. All right. Shout out to you. Hold up for a second. Let me see what it is. All right. Hold up for a second. Is it a prawn video? Oh, it's you. All right. Shout out to you, uh, Dr. Thunder. Let me hit you a lot. Let me hit you with a like. All right. I'll check it out. Appreciate it. Check check it out. DGC more in the building. Appreciate you, DGC more. Let's go ahead and give you a sponsorship. <laughs> shout out to. Um, oh, shout out to Mr. Stewart. He says thoughts on the brother at UVA getting unalived. The brothers, man, I wanted to see. I, it's hard. Sometimes certain content doesn't work on this channel that's why i have other channels i like to talk about other stuff right um i might cover that on my sports channel sad story man sad story i don't know if you guys know there's a a guy football player i guess he was on the team at one point in the last couple of years and um he he killed 
three, he deleted. We have to say deleted. Three or two or three current football players at the University of Virginia. And um, he wounded a couple of other people. I would love to know the story as to what going on, but they don't know the story, right? They don't know if they got into a beef. I I'm really can't even figure out what's going on here. I want a little more information. Sounds like um, they might have jumped him. I don't know. I, I really jumped into conclusions here. I don't want to put anything out there that that is not true. So nobody really knows what's what what happened. But um, they went on a field trip. They went on a field trip with the school and uh, he came back and then emptied them out on the on the charter bus. Oh, on the charter bus, man, I feel bad. For the families, uh, the families of all people in that incident, because that seems like that got out of control real fast. All right. I don't know what was going on there, but uh, he was a victim of he is a victim of bullying. So you uh, again, somebody said supposedly he was bullied. Potentially, you know, you got football players. You got those three uh, potentially bullying him on the trip. And he said, I got to I got to put it into this. Sheesh. This is all bad. All bad, bro. All bad. Um, I'm going to do some more investigation. Might cover it on my sports channel. Okay. Mr. Cook is in the building. T. Cook says the same way men will do anything for peace leave. That's how women will do anything for resources and survival. Men don't get it. Imagine your desperation for sex, but apply it to survival. That's how women think. Good Lord. And you nailed it. You nailed it. That's it. And they get to use sex in order to achieve their survivals. Uh, the, the survival mechanism. Women are great survivalists, not alone, you know, not out in the woods. I know people are like, nah, they would die alone in the woods. Yes, they would. That's why they find you, right? That's why they'd be like, and that's you. They like, you want this warm embrace? I can wrap you in this warm embrace. I always told you, man, the first caveman figured out real fast that the women with the best rats and the nicest skin all wanted to be in the cave at the top of the mountain, all right? And the women figured out in order to not get their ass gnawed off by the saber-toothed tiger, all they have to do is wrap this caveman in the warm embrace, all right? People always call cavemen some sort of Neanderthal, meaning he was out there just graping and grabbing women at will. I say it's the opposite. We learned history all wrong. I'm the Dane. What's my man name? Dane. Damn, I'm bad with names. He talks about the black slave trade and how the story was told in reverse. Dane, it's not Dane Cook. Whatever his name is. I'm him, but I'm on survival. We've learned all wrong. Not Dane Cook. I always said Dane Calloway. <laughs> right? I'm bad at names. All right. I need to get better at names. I shouldn't say I'm bad. I need to get better. I'm the Dane Calloway, but I talk about evolution of how we've evolved as, you know, as uh, from Neanderthal and caveman and in the, in the uh, as uh, people over in the uh, Savannah in Africa. People think men manipulated women, and it's quite the opposite. Women manipulated men. Cave women manipulated men. Think about it. They think the caveman went over just clubbing women. Now, there was probably some of that going on. I'm just telling you. Know, there was that going on, too. But it was the women that said, hmm, there's a mastodon out there. There's, there's a saber-toothed tiger, right? There's other men trying to club me over the head. And then they said, well, this is going to be my solution right here. Whoever is the biggest, the baddest, the brawniest and has the cave with the most ability to survive and protect my species. It was like this. To wrap you in, 
<laughs> my warm embrace, and I make it last forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Cave women were like, and that's you. Chad Caveman don't have to take no peace leave. All right. Chad was like, Captain Caveman was like, what are all these women doing in here? By the way, have you ever seen the movie? Hmm. It wasn't 300. Damn it. I'm, I need to get this right. There was a movie where Achilles, I think it was Achilles. Achilles? I can't remember. I'm, I'm going to explain it wrong. But anyway, one of these movies, it was what Brad Pitt was in. What movie was Brad Pitt in? And he played one of the strongest men in. What, what movie was that? Somebody get it right. Troy. Okay, Troy. Troy. Was it Achilles? He played Achilles, right? Okay, watch the movie Troy. Watch the movie Troy. I'm glad I remembered it. Thank you, boy. Y'all on it, man. I'm, if it wasn't for the coach gang and names, I'd be out of it. Okay, watch the movie Troy. How much was Brad? He was Hercules. He, he played Achilles. That's what I thought. He played Achilles. So watch the movie uh, Troy and watch how much Achilles was chasing peace leave. Mm. However, however, he always had multiple women all up in his hut. <laughs> the women was like, I'll lay in your lap. He had like three women all up in his bed. They was like, Achilles, they're destroying us. We need you. He woke up smelling like Badussi. All right. They was feeding them grapes, massaging him, giving them the rub and tug. He wasn't chasing the old peace leave. He was just in there like waking up smelling like Badussi. They was like, oh, we need you to take care of them real quick. He was like, ah, oh, these hoes. Get out of my way, woman. <laughs> right. And he go kick some ass and he come back and the girls are like, we want you, Achilles. So this is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm telling you, man. I'm just letting y'all know we learned it all wrong. We always act like, and this is women playing the victim all the time. They always want to make it seem like they were victimized, but they put themselves in the situation and all the humanity. They put themselves in these situations for what? For what? Survival. Survival. They want to survive. And then when they're left out hanging, that's when they're the victim. That's when they start crying. So anyway, did I get to pay? Oh, shit. All right, I'm supposed to be doing my job, right? <laughs> Shout out to no government name in the building. Oh, he's messed up. Did you see that the federal appeal courts just blocked Biden's student loan forgiveness plan nationwide? Nationwide. Several states are arguing against it. Um, and he says asking the court to declare it illegal, which it was illegal to begin with. I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things again. Yes, um, it was going to be blocked anyway. Um, Nancy Pelosi said he couldn't do what he was doing right off the rip. Everybody knew it, but the only people who didn't know it, you know, desperate people. And of course, they blocked it right after the midterm elections, but it didn't matter. People, too many people went to the Democratic fish fry a long time ago. All right. So anyway, a lot of people still, they still want to do Biden. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I, I can't, I can't. If the country wants to go down in flames, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, let me do a couple more. Now I got to get to the show. We got uh, no government name. He says, you saved my life. This is from D-O-R. You saved my life. Coach Coffee is on me from Europe, and I will sponsor the show for all of the brothers as soon as I can. Free agent lifestyle for life. 
Yeah, man. This is a plan. This is what we're doing. We're saving lives here for a lot of men. A lot of men were stuck because they want you to be dumb. Shout out to Sizzo in the building. He says, I'm at my job all week flying out to vacation in a few days. I just wanted to say thank you for the last bit from uh, the last bit from yesterday's night. I've been struggling with trying to brand myself for YouTube videos. He says, I want to spend more time creating content to take my part of the cake. I have ideas for agent lifestyle for life. Enjoy your trip and enjoy your day at your job. Last one. Last one, last one. Hold on for a second. Let me see if it pops up. Jay Cool here. Hey, coach. What do you suggest that men do to stay away from one-itis while not having options or at least not yet having built up those options mentally? I know I have options, but I'm still learning how to put those lessons into place. All right. So, yeah, one night, it takes a while. It takes a while, depending on where you are. But uh, I'm an overly confident man. And uh, overly confident men tend to have way more options, meaning it's not cockiness. It's not conceited. It's just the fact that a lot of people don't qualify. I'm very much snooty in classes, too. You know what I mean? I'm very much snooty in classes, so I automatically mark off a lot of people. And with that being said, that prevents one-itis. Um, I do have women in my life, and they bring confusion-ish. So like Nina and New Jack, I'll cancel that. Bitch. Look at me. All right, so. I'm not afraid to cancel a chick because I know like them, uh, like them, they, they, they know they have options. I have options out here and my options do not extend to normie bullshit. So what you have to do first is turn off normie bullshit, turn off normie bullshit. Stop dating normies. Stop dating normies. A, a normie is a chick like, oh, okay, yes, I'll date you. I'll see how this goes. And maybe one day we'll get together and we can make a commitment and, we can make it Facebook official and we can meet all our family and friends and all of that bullshit. All right. I don't date normies like that. Okay. <laughs> That's automatically off the table. So that does then eliminate a lot of people from my life. Guys, if you have a, just a little bit of leverage in this life, dude, there are so many women out here. I don't get how y'all fall in love with one. Y'all be falling in love with one chick. Guys, women are supposed to love you. You ain't supposed to be head over heels. Don't stop your love. No, no. Mm. You're not supposed to be all in love with them, all up under their armpit, curled up. You ever see a dude curled up? Look, I know this show is going crazy already. This is going to be a long show. And forget the timestamps. You ever see a dude where he's cuddled up under a woman's armpit? He like this, and the woman got him like, bruh. That's some sucker. Shit right there. I know people are weird. Like, this is masculine and alpha and beta. I don't play that shit. But that's some sucker shit. Now, her head need to be in my pillow. He, her head need to be in my lap. She need to be up under, snuggling up under me. All right? <laughs> Do laying up in, all, in her lap. Lay your head on my pillow. Snuggled up. I showed a video of this white dude in the dorm. He was snuggled up all up in this woman's legs and lap. Man, y'all need some daddies in y'all life. Unfortunately, your baby mama terrorist ran your daddy out. Yo, no, your daddy didn't leave. Here it is first. Your daddy didn't leave you. <laughs> your daddy didn't leave you. Your mama chased him away. Eight times out of ten, that's true. All right, I know people don't want to deal with the bullshit. 
All right. I see all these suckers. I shout out to Deion Sanders, but I saw Deion Sanders pushing Panner and that shit yesterday. He had a great inspirational post, but Shannon Sharp, you know, both of these brothers, these Southern brothers always want to push Jesus and uplifting the woman. And they get all these women. Oh, you're so wonderful. And these women out here doing dirt. All right. I, I hate that. But then Deion Sanders pressure is being a single mama and uh, not knowing when the daddy going to come. Daddy ain't here. Daddy ain't around. Daddy. Ah, ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba. All to get some lights and some damn pats on the back. You know, these women chase these dudes out. Why? Why she got six baby daddies then? Explain why she got six baby daddies in the middle of Mississippi. Abba Daba. Bullshit. She ran all six baby daddies out. Explain that, sir. That's bullshit. And I'm tired of this narrative being put out there. I'm tired of people riding that out and, and, giving, and giving them a pass. <laughs> right? And shout out to Deion Sanders. I didn't mean to diss him, but that was the first thing I saw in the video, and I was already turned off. I was like, here we go with the bullshit. And they know they can get people emotionally attached. Yes, pressure is a single mother. Try to find out how to get new packs of Newports. All right. She made the choice. <laughs> All right. It's just I'm tired of that narrative. We know most of the time the woman has made the situation so uncomfortable. She's instigated. She's pushed the guy out, basically giving him no options. And then when he leaves, she's like, he left. He didn't fight hard enough. Like, you expect the dude to just sit there and just duke it out until when? You know what I mean? Oh, duke it out until the kids are 18. Now, nah, hell no. <laughs> like, why didn't he stick around? Why didn't he give through all my bullshit and instigation and gaslighting and manipulation? No, nah, man. He got the hell up out of there. He was like, I ain't getting you figure this shit out. Anyway. As you can see, this show is going to be off the rails. All right, I'll try to be quick today. How about that? Uh, yes, it's always Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right, um, here's, a, here's a story here for you men. Speaking of one-nighted, sir, here's a story about uh, a man living the free agent lifestyle. <laughs> what is going on here? Lord have mercy, my man at the junior college. What is this ish? 100-year-old man celebrates birthday in a strip club thanks to his daughter. Lord have mercy. My man said, we take, I'm a hundred. Look at this dude. He got face full of boobies. Hey, you think Uncle Earl is on it, brother? He said, what's important in my life? Some young tale. This is going to be me. I live to a hundred. I'm definitely going to the strip club. <laughs> Oh, my man, my man, look at him. He, uh-oh, this might be too much on YouTube. Lord have mercy. Hey, man, let me click on this story. Let me click on this thing, right? Ah. <laughs> and shout out to his daughter. What, she got to be 77? She know what a man need. Remember, I've been telling you this. Remember when I've been telling you this. I don't believe in erectile dysfunction. I don't believe in it. Normally, that's a married man. He down on his luck. He got to go slay his 56-year-old wife with liver spots, teacher arms. You know what I mean? He like, I just can't get it up no more. It's been 30 years. No more. No mas. The secret to ED is young women. All right, young women. Legally, young women. 
legal. And he like, bruh, I'm a hundred. I'm celebrating my centennial. I got to do one thing. If there's not one, th there's one thing I want. And that's, he said, there's one thing I want. Hold on, where's my sound bite? They like, what do you want, Papa? All right, hold on for a second. I can't even find it. All right, I should have just, I should have did it, but I can't even find it. Anyway, he walked in the strip club like, Attention, all ladies. Indeed. Yes, he did. He was like, attention, all ladies. Uh, Daddy's here. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it, and put the pin number, and boom, money just comes right out. Hey, he like, he like, hey, the girls was like, him, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, Daddy? Him, Daddy. Yeah, man. Hey, dirty old man. Hey, dude, this is a guy living the free agent lifestyle. His wife probably dead as a doughnut. Yeah, he was like, look, I got a whole bunch of money, ladies. Money. My man let it rip in the club, all right? The money passers in the building. Shout out to him. Let's go ahead and get the scoop on this one. His name is, uh, he says, some would call it a proper way to celebrate uh, a 100-year birthday. Others might call it elder abuse. But one thing is for certain, we've got a centurion in the strip club, folks. Shout out to him, man. Let's go get him a round of applause. I'm loving it. He can still have babies. This is why you don't get one-itis. You can still have babies. Oh, I missed out on having kids. He can still pass his legacy with some scrippers, right? They like, yeah. They like this. All right. Uh, my man is named Gio, Gio Chino. I can't pronounce it. Let's call him Gio. Oh, they call him Jack. Jack Poma celebrated the big 100 at a lodge, at the lodge, a strip club in Dallas. And who shuttled him there? None other than his daughter, Dina, shout out to his daughter, Dina. Um, you know, he has some stories. It says Poma and family went for dinner at the Gentleman's Club, although who is really there for the food with Dina telling TMZ that the lodge was a perfect place for her hit for her dad to celebrate 100 trips around the sun. Why? Well, because he loves two things in life. Women generally and boobs specifically. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My man is on the dark side. <laughs> My man said, I love two things in life. Women, generally, but because boobs are attacked to, I love boobs specifically. My man looking good for 100. All right, and he moving pretty good. He moving that neck. Women, generally, and boobs specifically, even his daughter's red pill. His daughter is red pill. It was like, let this man live. You know, he went back to the nursing home. You know, he went back to the nursing home. And all the women was looking at him like this here. All the women was like, all right, uh, Jack, you got some explaining to do. Mm. <laughs> Estelle, Nancy, Judy, Judith. All right, all of them, Beatrice. They was looking at him like, really? You don't want none of these saggy waggies? I could have put my saggy waggies in your face for free. He was like, nope. No, I need them. <laughs> Donna. Donna, they looking at him like, hey, Jack, man, yo. I could have put my soggy titties all in your face. You didn't want that? No. All right, you going to do us dirty like that? He's like, no, sir. Give them to me. He said, no, sir. Bring them young. <laughs> Bring them young. 
Shout out to this brother, man. He went to BYU, Brigham Young University at 100. Hey, guys, just this is to let you guys know right now. This brother's living the dark side. Hey, check this out. You're in your 30s and 40s, and you're feeling weird because society makes you feel weird for going to the junior college. Oh, that girl's somebody's daughter. Look at this dude. That's somebody's great-granddaughter. He like... Mm. <laughs> he, he, he messes with... He, he don't want Lady Eloise. He's messing with somebody's great-great-granddaughter. He's like, I don't give a damn. Shit. He don't give a damn. When you're on the dark side, who cares, bro? He like society, man. I got one foot in the grave. Last thing I'm getting is a motorboat. All right, I'm getting a motorboat, and I'm getting I'm getting one at the junior college. <laughs> no guilty at all, dude. Y'all need to stop being guilty about favoring the fairer flesh, the fairer, fairer skin flesh. Forget it, man. It's just all control and manipulation in order for women, older women to survive. We're going to get to that later. Hey, the hell with this story. This sounds like um, the daughter did him a good thing right here um, and all that stuff. He was born in 1922, which means he's seen everything. He's seen all the world wars and all of that stuff. And he says, I'm sure he took some time between lap dances to weave some yarn about the truth. Uh, anyway, who cares all that? By all accounts, the dancers loved hanging around with Jack, a man who was uh, in his element despite being in a strip joint for the first time since his youth, according to his daughter. Wow, his daughter said, hey, he ain't been in a strip club since World War One and Two, Or more like World War II. His daughter also said she wanted his dad to enjoy his life. All right. Uh, his wife died 12 years ago, as we thought, and he was dating another woman since. And she died last year. Wow. All right. So he did the good thing, did the right thing. You know what I mean? All right. Both of his ladies died. Good for you, Jack. You're a wonderful old dog. And good on you, Dina or Dinah, for giving your pops one memorable 100th birthday. I hope he got, I hope he got a nut in too. <laughs> I hope he got a little bit. He said, that's what he just told her. All right. Shout out to him. I hope he was able to bust bus. You know, he was like, take me to the champagne room. Can you give me a private dance? I'll be your private dancer, a dancer for money. Took him back to World War II. He was like, I used to do this in Germany, all down in D-Day. Shit, I stormed the beach of Normandy's and I went in there in Germany. All right, shout out to him. He's a real American. All right, he's a real American. Next story here. Um, this story happened about a couple of weeks ago, maybe five or six weeks ago. This was um, <laughs> this was yeah, World War II veteran. Uh, this is a story about a woman who pretends to be a man. I think she's a journalist. I don't know. I'm gonna just skim through the story here. And uh, this is how bad it is. This is how bad it is to be a man. Everybody thinks men have it easily. Men don't. Uh, some men have it easily. And there's this great debate about the men who have it um, a certain way or they figure out life or they get their confidence, they get their swag. And there's some guys that don't, right? They're down bad. They bump their head. And then the great debate is um, that these guys don't have it figured out and you just got to have it figured out, right? Um, and that's the truth. There's some truth into that. So you just got to find your way out of that. Well, this woman said, how hard is it to be a man? Can't be that hard. Because, of course, being a woman is harder in their mind when it's somewhat easy. I mean, they live life on easy mode. They just don't understand it. 
Uh, uglier women kind of understand it, but even they're delusional now because social media. But ugly women used to um, understand it because they didn't get pretty privileged. So any woman that says pretty privilege or she has body privilege or something like that, they're basically closer to living a man's world than a woman's world. But this is an ugly woman appears. And um, she said, even an ugly woman, it got to be easier to live life as a man. And guess what? It didn't work. It did not work. Let's hear what happened to this woman. <laughs> All right. So let's hear the story here. I never reported on this, but this happened in September. Um, women who pretended to be a man dies by assisted deletion. Years after realizing how difficult it was to be a man. <laughs> Jesus. 53. She's 53. 53 year old journalist Noah Vincent opted for self-deletion assisted. On July 6, 2022, years after experiencing what it was like to live as a man. More or less, the moral of the story is I'm not going to read all of this. OK, but she was an educated woman. And uh, as you can see here, she she basically looks like a a soft man. I, I don't like when they do this. I'll be like, you really don't look like a man. You look like a weak man. Like just physically weak, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, I look, I'm going to cut my hair like a guy and I'll have a squared off jaw and I won't wear makeup. I'll be plain and they'll wear shirts and sports bras and they'll duct tape, not duct tape. They'll ace bandage their boobs down like and they'll wear cut off shirts like a guy and jeans. And I'm like, you just look like a guy that's ready to get beat up. All right. That's like that's, you know, you getting the, you ready to get your wallet stolen. You don't look like a dude, but they tried. And that's just from my perspective here. All right, what 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 was the what was the thing here? She says, um, he says, my experience was that uh, sorry, my experience was one that made me feel very vulnerable and made me feel a lot of pain and difficulty. In essence, Noah's immersed immersive journalism was anything but empowering. She felt alone and defeated as Ned. She she turned herself into a person named Ned. Okay. And she felt alone and defeated. <laughs> That's a <amazing>. man. <laughs> The fuck? Um, they don't care about the plight of men. They don't care why, because it's their survival. Do you see this? As a man, she felt alone and defeated. She says, quote, men are suffering. Noah said they have different problems than women have, but they don't have it better. They need our sympathy. They need our love and they need each other more than anything else. They need to be together. OK, Noah's mental state started to decline. As she, as she listen, she did, but she chose to die, so I don't feel bad. She fell into a crippling depression as Ned and had to check herself into a mental facility while finishing the self-made man. Her experience in a psychiatric hospital inspired her new work, Voluntary Madness, My Year Lost and Found in the Looney Bin in 2008. And in, a, in another, it was an impressive, immersive piece. And instead of disguising herself as a man, she disguised herself as a mental health patient. All right, so let me go down uh, in here. It says right here, Noah's depression never went away, and she attempted to delete herself in 2014. It bears remembering, this is from her, something that Robin Williams mentioned in the interview that he had given years before he deleted himself. He was discussing addiction, but the import of uh, what he said was, which was a uh, uh, wise, cautionary, and profound, applies equally to depression in self-deleting tendencies. 
It never goes away, she wrote. It lies in wait from the moment we are our, our, our weakest. Says managing it is a constant battle. We must be ever vigilant and so forth and so on. So what she found out, she also found out uh, about male privilege. She found out about male privilege. By the way, this is on a women's magazine website. This is not a men. So this is not presented from the men's perspective. She says right here, or the article says, male privilege in the modern era is a myth. In 2020, it was found that 70% of the homeless individuals are men. Men are four times more likely to delete themselves than women. Men make up 80% of all deletion victims uh, uh, worldwide. Okay, women always talking about, I'm worried about my safety. It is men that make up 80% of deletion victims worldwide. And of course, it's probably another man doing it to another man. Men make up just over half of the workforce. That kind of changed. And yet they make up 90% of all workplace fatalities. Like Noah was saying, men are in pain and postmortem feminism refuses to acknowledge their suffering. It's unfortunate that Noah had to figure that out the hardest way, which was deletion. And I hope we can um, all find a way to help her rest by finally helping men to heal. One of the things that I've been very critical about in this space is the use of mini therapy. You're hurt, you're bitter, you're broken, but no one wants to do anything about it. The best thing for people who use that particular trope, use that particular thing to persecute that man is to hope that man be quiet about it, right? Because let's just say me, Kevin, any of these famous red pill guys, if in fact they cared about us, they would say, perhaps we can get close to you and find a way to help you heal. Instead of saying, you're hurt, you're bitter, you need therapy, right? Because if we stop recording the videos, would they care if we sought out therapy, if we got help, if we healed, if we somehow became less bitter? They wouldn't care. They would just prefer us to be quiet about it, which is that what that's what the intent of you're bitter, you're hurt, who hurts you, who cares about you, all these things are. You need therapy. The intent is to get you to be quiet. It is not to get you healing in this situation. She found that out. She also says here, she also says here, and I don't know if this is in the article, but this is what I heard is that um, she was particularly, it says right here. Let me see here. What she was particularly put off with were how women treated her. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, for 18 months, Noah pretended to be a man under her new name, Ned. She did manly things like joining a bowling league, a Roman Catholic monastery, and then um, an awareness group for men. She went to strip clubs and dated women. She even worked in a male-dominated industry. But despite these adventures, Ned didn't feel alive, free, or fluid. In fact, Ned was wearing Noah down, and she began to fall into a deep depression. She also did, I don't know if this one covers it, but she also felt it was weird as to how women treated her or her as a him. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Go ahead and find that story. And what you'll find is a lot of things that you can relate to as a man. And if you're a woman, if you did care about men, which you probably don't, we can understand that they really don't care. But if you're curious, go ahead and find out before you start complaining about things and realizing that men don't have privilege. Some men have a lot of privilege. Some men have way more privilege than most men. This is called a hierarchy. Sometimes it's based on how a man's built, how he's looked, what family he's come from, 
and so forth and so on. Some men have excessive confidence and they move up the hierarchy. But there's a lot of men at the bottom of the hierarchy who are invisible that have none of this male privilege. They have the opposite. They have the opposite. Not only do they have to fall down the middle into the bottom runs of the hierarchy, they also are invisible to women and they are now also trying to compete against women. Very, very dark place to be for a lot of men. And this is probably 60% of men, maybe more, maybe more. And Ned found out as an ugly man, it's hard. Okay. All right. Ned found out real fast. Ugly man is real difficult to live. And she was an ugly man. Anyway, let me get to some contributors today. It gets hard, man. And young men have it bad, bad. All right. Most young men have it bad. So, yeah, I think men in their teenage years for sure have it bad. I want to say 80%. Have you looked at your teenage pictures when you were a teenager? Somebody said she was still white. Have you go back and look because I'm an older man, older man. Go back and look at how you look between the ages of 13 and 26, (laughs) 13 to 26. You don't look too good, man. You ain't appealing at all. Most most men are not appealing during those years. Goofy, gangly, all buck tooth, snaggle tooth, ashy, dusty, dirty, broke. Then over time, you get, you feel out a little bit. You know, don't ever feel like, you know, you feel out. Your shoulders get pushed back. You get a little debonair. You get a little suave and confident. You're able to talk. Okay, you get a little money on your side. It, it, it changes on you. It changes for you. So men have it really, really bad early on. And the one thing that women do is they complain. Hey, one thing you have to understand about women and, and beta men for the most part, is they put men in scenarios that I call damned if you do, damned if you don't. Listen, ladies, listen. I want all the wives to listen to this one. This is a very, very important part. What society will do to men is they will force a man to make a decision. That decision is going to come with consequences. The consequences oftentimes are very apparent once the decision is made. However, once the decision is made, what society allows women and other people to do is to say, well, why did you choose that when you could have chose this? Now, what people don't realize is that if he chose this, there were consequences uh, to that as well. But oftentimes this included the ability to be manipulated. And if the guy figures out, I don't want to be manipulated, so I'm going to choose this but consequences are going to go fall on either side. The man was put in a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And in hindsight, it looks simple. He should have chose this. But this came with a hell of a lot more consequences. And he said, I want to avoid that. I don't want those consequences. I'll choose these consequences. That's called damned if you do, damned if you don't. That doesn't apply to women. Women don't live in damned if you do, damned if you don't scenarios. Men do all the time. We're judged. Oh, why did you do that? You could have done. I can't believe you did that. And you're like, well, (laughs) if I did this, would you would have been happier? Would it have been better? Who would have been better for? It would have been worse for me. Now I did this to protect personal me. This seems to be a good situation for me. It doesn't seem to be a good situation for you. But it didn't matter. Somebody was going to have to win. We had to make sacrifices. 
Now, women don't get put in those positions, so they never really know about damned if you do, damned if you don't. So your father was put in the damned if you do, damned if you don't. And he chose to get the hell out of there. Why? He wanted he wanted to live stress-free or less stressed. He didn't want to get sued. He didn't want to deal with drama. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. All right? So always remember that about men. Not that women really care. They always see it as we had it easier, but no. Shout out to uh, Ninja Snuggle. Philly fumble the bag. <laughs> Philly fumble the bag. Hold on for a second. <laughs> I don't know what this account is, but it can't be here. I don't know what this account is. All right. Even if you're, I don't know what this is. Let me see here. Yeah, you can't be here with that bullshit. All right. Anyway. Philly fumbled the bag. Hey, um, Philly, there was a guy yesterday. There was a guy yesterday who said Philly's about to go 9-0. How did that turn out? <laughs> All right. How did that turn out? Philly people are not happy. First, y'all lose the World Series. Y'all lose the World Series. And you also lost y'all undefeated record. To the Washington Redskins. But listen, I'm not one to talk because I know what's going to happen. Y'all going to talk about the Raiders. So I'm going to move on. Joker Joker says, hey, coach, speaking of doom and gloom, why is this tab so small here? Speaking of doom and gloom, do you think it's smart to have a long-term freezer or freeze-dried food, water, firearms, and bullets? He says, I have about four years in Tesla solar roof with power storage Tesla walls. You, you're smart. You're smart. You're going to have at least a couple more days to survive. <laughs> All right, a couple more. A couple more days. What you have to understand is in a doom and gloom scenario, in a survival scenario, what's going to happen is you're going to be, you know, you're going to have these things, but you better have an army guarding you or a at least a SWAT team ready to go. If you're by yourself, what's going to happen is, let me tell you what's going to happen. Everybody's going to have their lights turned out, right? Lights turned out. Their food's going to get cold. They don't have any dry food, right? Freeze-dried food. They, they got nothing, all right? They'll last two to three days in any doom and gloom scenario. Now, what's going to happen is you, sir, unless you live in a gated community on a hill, they're going to see your lights on, <laughs> right? That's, it's pretty simple, your lights are going to be illuminating the entire city because you have a generator. You have a Tesla wall, which is I would I want a Tesla wall. Okay. But they're going to see your lights on. And they're going to say, hmm. And they're going to be at your door. Now, I hope you have firearms or at least some grenades or something because you're going to have to hold everybody off. <laughs> you have to hold you off. So make sure your Tesla, whatever you got your generator doing, make sure it's a quiet generator, not a rolling ass generator. All right. Quiet generator, Tesla wall generator, quiet, just quiet as a church mouth. Turn all your lights off. Don't have all your lights illuminating. Turn one light on room to room. You leave a room, turn the light off. Go to the next room. Do not let they ass see you and your light. Do not let anybody know you got extra cans and extra frozen meat when you start barbecuing your shit. 
Okay. You got your smoker going. It's up. All the smoke coming up. You putting your meat on. Everybody hungry. They smell. You having a cookout. They look at all your shit coming out right there. You smoking up a week's worth of meat, putting it in your freezer. They going to tear your ass up. You know what I mean? You better have an army. Okay. Okay. They going to smell. Hey, look, in, das- in, in drastic situations, everybody's senses heighten. Your senses heighten because you're trying to survive, right? So you're going to recognize when there's light. You're going to be able to smell. You're going to be able to see further distances. You're going to be able to see in the dark, right? You're going to be seeing the dark better than you see in the dark now. Your senses will be heightened. There will be adrenaline. You'll be survival. So then anybody that sticks out, anywhere anywhere there's a noise, you'll be able to hear noise from further away because it'll be dead quiet. Have you ever been in dead quiet? Have you ever been in dead quiet? You go outside, not even the crickets are cricketing. Crickets aren't even cricketing. You walk outside. Is that somebody microwave? It's 5011 houses down. You can hear the microwave cooking popcorn. This nigga cooking popcorn. Where he at? You get your flashlight out. Where that ninja at? I hear popcorn. I hear a microwave. <laughs> right? So, hey, man, just so you know, in the doom and gloom scenario, one thing you have to get up other than your generator, other than your freeze-dry food, is your defense fund. Spend money on defense. Booby traps, early alert systems, grenades that go off when people approach you, your early alert system notifying you a mile away when a group of people packing at your garage. You know what I mean? You're going to have to spend money on defense. Yes, you're going to have to go to the but Don't just be like, I got all my shit in the freezer. Tell all your neighbors. No, no. Yeah, landmines. Landmines. Yes, you're going to have to have all that stuff is where you're going to need to be. If you have all of this other stuff. So just just a just a notice. Just a notice. You need to have rattlesnakes in your front yard. Okay, we at least in rattlesnakes. Okay. I'm not going to the front yard, but anybody that come to my front yard, there'll be rattlesnakes out there. Whatever you want. Mm. <laughs> all right. Anyway. And if you're in the city, good luck. You asked out if you're in the city. All right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Uh Mr. Albert said, Coach, you jinx my eagles. What did I tell you? But hey, listen, you know what? It's better to get your loss now. It's better you get your loss now. Mitch Owen Gumberg Simpson says this is reprehensible. Him a scammer. All right. Him a scammer. All right, let's see here. All right, Mimit the second says, just saw Christina Applegate get our Hollywood star. She hit the wall, reversed it, and hit again. He says, you got to watch it, coach. She couldn't even walk? What is going on with Christina Applegate? Man. Mm. Somebody said the game was fixed. Uh-oh, now you sounding like me. We're two and seven. Yeah, man. All bad. Let me catch up on these over here. Since I was telling you how to defend yourself. If you're in the city, it's a rapsky. If you live in an apartment building, done. All right. You won't survive any apocalypse. Just so you know. You will not survive. All right. Y'all gonna be God. Y'all gonna be because <laughs> you gotta go outside for everything. You have low storage, no way to defend yourself. You'll be you'll be hemmed up in a matter of uh minutes till seconds. So this is why you gotta get out of the city. Shout out to D.A. Jones. He says, fall in love. I have a hard time falling asleep. Shout out to you. Yep. LaWar Moore says, CGA, where did you get the attention? All ladies. Where? Hey, let them know. Attention, all ladies. 
everybody tell tell them where we got that from and and uh it's a copy of it <laughs> it's a copy of it it's not the actual soundbite somebody gonna come with their hands out okay they gonna want a little bit of a cut who do we got here on Bimmo? and then we'll kick it back faith says laughing my ass off coach he says old man got a whole stack in his face and he's loving it yes he does i, I can't stop laughing shout out to you coach for that i'm at the office cracking the hell up she's sniggling faith is sniggling in the office yes indeed all right um my uh macaroni tony i haven't turned on my heat i've got my doomsday kit and i got my petroleum jelly send the meteor i'm ready he's gonna be ready to survive um yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I was going to ask something, but it seems like you're all ready to go. You got everything, man. You got to think of this. Our country is, again, some doom and gloom here. I, I haven't given the doom and gloom report in a while. But um, most civilizations, most good civilizations got about 250 years. 250. And then it starts to fracture and break down and there's cracks. Um, corruption starts to run rampant. Um, you have economic collapses of epic proportions every 10 to 12, 15 years. Those are all signs that things are not stable. All right. Those are things that are not stable. Then you start having things like feminism, delusional uh, delusion. You start to see things like FTX, um, you know, made off scams. The, piece, the reason why people are doing this is because there's real no, there's really no there's really no legitimacy of how we have a currency. Our currency is illegitimate, all right, but they will call fiat. It, it's nothing. So what people do is they start stealing, right, in order to keep as much as they can and then leave you high and dry, okay? Or they start doing the greatest crime, right, which is uh, behind every great fortune lies a great crime. They start corrupting, you know, they start money laundering. You, you're seeing it on a great scale now. You're seeing even our country doing it right now. They're doing money laundering through all these com companies in order to financially control you. In, in essence, I believe this is made not true. I believe they know that there's nothing holding this together. This is just me. This is just me. Yeah, BLM was another example of them just moving money, scamming, and they don't give a fuck, right? I think they know that this is being held on by a thread, all right, for real. The, the only thing holding this together... <laughs> Is normies because normies don't think for themselves and defense. United States defense system, which. Which the greatest defense system of the United States is our borders. OK, unlike any other country, I don't think many other countries of the top countries that exist, like the top United uh, first world countries, nobody has borders like us. So you would have to be a Marine like a submarine, you I don't you, you can't get in. You can't march across the border. You can't put tanks up against it. We have Mexico and Canada are somewhat complicit. They ain't going to do nothing. I mean, this is why the Cuban Missile Crisis was such a big deal, because they went communist and Russia said, we're going to put missiles there. And they was like, we can't do that. We have great borders. Our borders are unlike anybody else. I mean, United Kingdom would be somewhat, somewhat similar. Can't march in, can't drive in, can't roll in with troops, can't do nothing. OK. All right. That's that's the greatest part of the United States. And then we spend money on board uh, uh, defense against people. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. So you need distance. You, you're going to be alerted if anybody comes through. Now, with that being said, if we were reckless with our spending defense fund rise, if people were allowed to just 
lean up against our borders, it'd be over in seconds. Mm. Rap. Rapski. <laughs> okay, so it'll be a rap. And that's the best thing we got going for us. But within, within, yeah, man, there's too much corruption. It's too much corruption. All right, there's corruption everywhere. And when we see the corruption, in the, <laughs> when we see the corruption on a grand scale, you know what we do? Not a damn thing, which is scary. That's the scary part about United States anyway. And uh, what we do is if I stole $100, y'all would be more pissed at me. Like, look, there's a, where's the grifter guy? Where's the, where's the guy calling me a grifter? There's a guy pissed off at me. Meanwhile, they just laundered $500 billion. What it was FTX. They just had a whole big ass scheme worldwide, just moving money, washing it. BLM runs off with $90 million. But y'all talking about YouTubers <laughs> grifting. I tell, I swear to God, I can't tell you, man. I can't tell you how dumb Americans are. And this is why you will fall or your generations, your generations of people you produce. It, it'll fall right on their head. <laughs> it'll fall right on their head because you guys are paying attention to the wrong people. We're here working. I'm here working, entertaining, shuffling, spending hours on here. And then I get called a grifter. BLM walks off with 90 million. FTX rolls off with 50 million. They don't washed all the money up. Nancy Pelosi becomes the richest wealth investor in 2021. Crickets. <laughs> Yo, I look, you want me to save it? I ain't I ain't Superman. I ain't got no superpowers. All I know is to go to the Desert Storm bunker and keep this shit going. All right, y'all do whatever the hell y'all want to do cuz y'all you guys will persecute the wrong person. You guys will demonize the wrong person and then vote all these other people in and turn your turn the other cheek, look the other way when the shit gets real. But anyway, <laughs> 50, 50. you guys are cowards. You know, Americans are cowards, man. Call the right people out, but y'all won't. <laughs> I'm in here like this shuffling. This, this is me every day, bro. This is me every day, and y'all mad I got a couple of hundred bucks in my pocket. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Meanwhile, people are just, just moving billions of dollars right around up under y'all noses. Nothing. I swear. Cowards. And I'm saying it here on YouTube, so you can't call me a coward. <laughs> okay, I'm calling it out, and I'm calling y'all out. I can't fight it by myself. I ain't gonna fight it by myself. So what do I do? I just I'm along for the ride. <laughs> anyway, anyway, shout out to the doom and gloom. People can't handle it. They got out of the building. They was like, "Wow, this guy." Look up what FTX is. Do your research. I bet you you won't. I bet you you will not look up the FTX scam. Nobody ain't going to say shit. All right, look up where all the money was going. Y'all ain't going to say a damn thing. But you hear talk about grifting and all that. Nah, man, cowards. Coward. <laughs> Speaking of, let's get back to what we're talking about here. Are women oversharing too much these days? Hey, ladies, where is the mystery? Where's the mystery? 
where's the mystery today, man? Um, let's go ahead and go to the scoreboard here. Uh, there was days where women were mysterious. It, they were hard to figure out. Not so much these days. Let's share this story um, about social media. Ever since the advent of social media, women have now put their secrets out here, and it's not pretty. This is Sonia Curry. Sonia Curry. And um, she's speaking about how she almost early terminated Steph Curry during her pregnancy. I'm just. Do we need to know this? Is this important information? Is it to help somebody thinking about doing this? Uh, don't terminate your baby. It could be Steph Curry. You know, what, 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 what? What the? This is an overshare. <laughs> this right here is an overshare. Who are you helping out? Not these two women. They ain't getting pregnant anytime soon. Let's hear this shit. You know, it was, it was, it was healing to, to tell the story in the book um, because I know there's lots of people out there, men and women. I know it really comes down to the, the woman's body and all that, but there are men out there that are trying to be partners in making these kind of decisions. And there's, there's, partners men out there who don't even get a say in that because it just happens and they don't ever know about it all right so at least she's standing up for men's right in this situation she's standing up for men's rights she's saying at least you know it's our body but men should have a choice in it at least she's doing that but this this gotta be sponsored by the new, 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 new world. steph curry is one of the best players of all time here and uh walking planet or why do we need to know she was thinking about deleting him i'm trying to <laughs> Why is that? It I don't get why that's important. Like to our world, did we need to know, Steph? You could have been deleted. Continuing, or not. Um, but the simple fact that people are having to make this decision every single day, every second of the day out there that we'll never know about. For me to be able to share that story with people to know, one. So many people. She don't know. She does not know why she's sharing this story. Let's go back and look at this. Uh, people were saying for attention to stay relevant. Yeah, she's older. She's lost her look. She hit the wall. So now this is a way to stay attentive. She's going to describe why she's telling this. Go ahead, Sonia. Take it away. Share that story with people to know. Know what? One. What? So many people are struggling with it, and it's okay. No, it's okay that you scratch scratching her head. She don't know what the hell. She don't know. She's lost. What? what why didn't you get on this podcast to share that you're gonna delete Steph? You were gonna delete Steph. She's shaking, scratching her head. She's shuffling, stuttering, st 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 stuttering. She sounded like Kamala Harris. What are you talking about, ma'am? We're struggling with it. Um, the second is that there's two. You know, no, I don't know. The second is, you know, she did not prepare. This is actually something that women don't do when they're having a conversation. They never prepare the thought and the word. They just show up there and then they, you know, they, they extend the babble. This is why they sound unclear and confusing. Uh, men think about what they're going to say before they sit down. Women don't. They just feel the emotion and then they say, sit down here. We need to talk. 
50, 11 hours later, they still trying to figure out and put words together. I just think you don't understand. You know what I mean? This is this is the debate tactic. Let's continue. The decision that I made to keep him at that point is also countered with the decision that I made to not carry through with a previous pregnancy. And what? So God just bringing it all together and just showing. Now it's God. Me being able to just say, hey, here's this decision I made in this point and look at the blessing that he has become. She had 30. How old is Steph? She had 38 years, 36. How old is Steph? 32. She had 32 years to verbalize this. She put it in the book, apparently. She had 38, 32 years to get the story straight, and she's still shuffling. And I just thank God for that. And God. I just say to God that it was meant to be. And to not carry judgment. You don't have to carry a lot of judgment. She crying. So when you get stuck, when you get stuck, Yeah, when you get stuck, go to God in tears. All right, that's just basically how you're going to get out of that. That's called manipulation, but let's go ahead and continue. Because men can't do that, but let's go. Forever, you know, give ourselves some grace in making the decision with what we had to make the decision with when we made it. Um, but all things, my favorite scriptures, all things get work together for the good. Of those called according to his purposes in Christ Jesus. And so it all worked out. And there's Stefan and um and look what he's doing. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing to anyway. <laughs> anyway, wow. Goodness. Okay. All right. Anyone else on this one? Uh here's another woman right here. Her name is Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, let's overshare. Let's share something nobody cares about, really. Or that's going to make you good. Everybody knows Margot Robbie. Uh, there she is there looking all vanilla and all of that. Uh, she was in the famous movie. It says, Margot Robbie complains about being famous and beloved. She complains about being famous and beloved. Now, <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Margot Robbie didn't adjust well to becoming the one of the most famous women on the planet. Robbie skyrocketed to fame after starring in The Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio. Shout out to Leonardo. And her life has never been the same since. However, she apparently didn't enjoy making it to the top of the mountain or the entertainment mountain. Quote, something was happening in those early stages and it was all pretty awful. And I remember saying to my mom, I don't think I want to do this, Robbie said. Now, she had to audition to, for this film. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You had to go through the auditions. You had to be in entertainment. You had to take acting lessons. You had to go on the casting couch. You literally, like, worked up to that. It wasn't like somebody dragged you to the movie set, start in this movie, and act like you ain't got no panties on under this dress. I mean, you wanted it. You wanted it. All right? Let me just get this right. Robbie said, describing the uh, the time as one of her lowest moments. Guys, you can't make this shit up. This is when you overshare. You could have kept this quiet. Nobody cares. 
you're not going to feel no sympathy here. Why do you want sympathy? One of the lowest moments is when you got the fame that you were chasing. This is like that damn Mia Khalifa and that damn whatever that other girl is that had Blake Griffin's baby, allegedly. Laura, Lori Rhodes, Lana Rhodes. And my mom just looked at me completely straight face and was like, darling, I think it's a little too late not to want it. That's when I realized the only way was forward. The famous actress explained to Vanity Fair when discussing her meteoric rise. When it came, when it comes to delivering with the press, Robbie also isn't a big fan of the media and doing interviews. And this is, I can understand that. They only want sound bites, and I don't resent them for it. I get it. They got three minutes, but it's like tap dancing through a minefield because you're so tired. Hold on for a second. I got to start over. (laughs) This is crazy. They only want sound bites, and I don't resent them for it. I get it. They got three minutes. But it's like tap dancing through a minefield because you're so tired and you've done it for hours and hours and to keep on guard all that time. You can say it right a thousand times, but you say it wrong once and you're effed. The Barbie star further elaborated. I guess there's a Barbie movie coming out. She's going to play Barbie. I mean, she's going to play herself. Is she worried about her safety? Okay, I get that. All right, that's fine. She's talking about, okay. Um, she's talking about paparazzi. Um, it says right here, were her comments a shade, shade too dramatic? It sounds like it. She's drama. She's dramatized. She's complaining about nothing. You got you got life handed to you on a silver platter. Having said that, she's really being a little over the top. It says right here, claiming that uh, the only way was forward is downright comical. People leave acting all the time. Yes, you can just give it up. Josh Hartnett was every bit as famous at the peak as Robbie was. And it says he literally walked away and took a break. Hollywood isn't going to come to a halt because some actress doesn't want to do it anymore. People walk away and nothing changes. Nobody is that important. Yet she framed it like she was storming the beaches during a military invasion where retreat wasn't an option, right? Absolutely. She framed it like I had to do it. The good news for her is that she's now one of the richest and most notable women in the world. What a tough existence she must live. It's not that, it's not like a ton of women wouldn't gladly trade places with her in a heartbeat and do interviews where you had to be careful. Yes, you can mastermind that. You can craft that. The Rock is doing it very much, very well. Kevin Hart's tap dancing very well. A truly, and, and here she is, a truly incredible sacrifice Margot Robbie has had to make over the years. Thank you for your service when it comes to entertaining the masses. What happened? Why are we keeping these things? And hey, this is another example. This is another example is can't keep them happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> They're going to find a way to find any scenario. Ladies, do you see this? Ladies, do you see this? She's the only blonde white woman in Hollywood now. Do you see this, ladies? You can be handed a diamond salami on a silver platter with stacks of money, and guess what? You can't win. Guess what? I'm not happy. (laughs) My goodness. Man, this is sad. That's tragic. That's tragic. All right, speaking of oversharing, here's another person that's oversharing and a brother that should be at the junior college. But he piping down a near 50-year-old woman, one Larsa Pippen. 
All right, originally, um, they tried to say that they don't have a romantic uh, situation and that Larsa Pippen, who is 48 years old, and Michael Jordan's son, Marcus, who is 31 years old, and the son of Michael Jordan, one of the, well, the greatest basketball player of all time, arguably, is now dating this woman in which this woman knew this young man since he was, what, nine? Something like that. She's been around this young boy at nine. Now she's dating him. Where's the outrage? Where's the outrage? Now it's now discovered that they are on the beach walking hand to hand. Let me see if I can find up the photo right here. Uh, They first denied that they were together, but as you can tell, women be lying. And there they are romantically linked up. And now, yes, we're dating. It's legit. It's official. But this dude's rescuing somebody that's been definitely past her prime long time ago. And now she's going to parade him around. Where's the outrage? Where's the she's a metaphile? Okay, nobody cares. And this is why, gentlemen, I don't want you to care. If you're going to be a 100-year-old man and get your face motorboated, okay? If you want to motorboat girls and they're, yes, when they're legal all the way up until they're age 25, live it, accept it, because when the shoe's on the other foot, Nobody will care about you. They've been at concerts. They've been at restaurants and so forth and so on. And she's probably not afraid to share this because this does somewhat give her a little bit of leverage. Oh, man, why would you do that? That's actually weird. But anyway, when women do it with me, I guess it's weird, too. Mm. Guys, uh, listen, we always tell you what the double standard is. They Whatever they accuse you of, they'll eventually, if they were able to do it, they would have no problem doing it. All right. Never feel guilty about something that you want to do. And if you want to do it, forget about what the rest of the world says. Yeah. As long as it's legal and you're not hurting anybody, do it. Michael, what does Michael Jordan have to say about that? Okay. What are we doing? Let me check on PayPal. Ladies, where's the mystery? All right. The best thing men could do is have a little bit of mystery. Uh, Kaylin says, what's up, coach? A woman's strategy is survival. Therefore, a man's strategy has to be protection. Don't marry only to get divorced. Play defense, not offense. Today's women want to get effed and dumped only because of their envy ingrained by feminism. Yes, they do want to be men. There's a lot of penis envy out here, which is weird because we just told you a story and showed you a story of how hard it is to be a man. A woman tried to do it and she couldn't do it. She deleted herself. Men don't have the advantage, the perceived advantage. Most men don't have the perceived advantage as we uh, women believe we have. But again, they're not paying attention to us, men like me. SAU says, Coach, I'm in Mexico, a third world country. If you think you can go to Cabo in Cancun and bang some 304s, you better play it safe because the cartel moves 90% of these chicks. He says, even for us, pay for P for P is dangerous. Yes, I wouldn't do that in Cabo. Um, um, I mean, actually, I was in Cabo, um, and I went by myself. We'll talk about traveling by yourself. I went by myself. I had me some fun. Um, I tried to mess with the resort, people on the resort, okay, as opposed to going to get it. Yeah, the cartel be moving women, man. The cartel moves women. So you go over there and think you're going to take over uh, some of these uh, attractive women. There's no attractive women that nobody knows about. Cartel be on it. Okay, they be on it. Don't think you just go have some girl show up at your door. Now you can. I mean, listen, it is what it is. It's not saying you can't do it, but I'm saying be take 
Be safe. TW says the best show on YouTube. Yes, it is. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. All right. I appreciate that. The best show on YouTube. This is the best edutainment on YouTube. That's for sure. All right. Um, let me see here. And I make no. There's no mystery about that. We got three more on PayPal. See? Shout out to Leo. We'll call you Leo. He says, thank you, coach, for offering me mental clarity and being the lighthouse for us traveling sailors, helping us not drown to the siren song. Shout out to you and Odyssey. Uh, the free agent lifestyle got my quote, soon to be married friends asking me for advice and wondering how I was able to predict their failed situationships. Scrub your decks or sink your ships, coach gang, man. Shout out to you guys on the water. You guys got to be patient out here, guys. Uh, um, I hate to say this, you know, because a lot of people will deny it. But it's about transactional relationships. Relationships are about transactions and manipulations. I'm waiting for somebody to prove me wrong. Okay. I know it sounds just, no, it's about love. If you're immature, yes, it's about love. If you're immature, okay, meaning you can be whatever age. If you're immature, it's about love. I look at it as it's all business. This is all business and it's some form of manipulation. Meaning this, let me give you, um, I don't want to go too long on this, but a manipulation could be a lie, like a lie of omission, a lie of omission. Meaning I leave out information about myself, but I then get into a relationship with you. You might find out that information. Why didn't you tell me? How many people have been in that scenario? How many people have been in that exact scenario? You've been in a relationship. You find out something, men or women, you find out something. Oh, man, you didn't tell me that. That right there is called manipulation. Okay, because if you would have learned that, that might have swayed my, your feelings for me. That is a manipulation. That is deception. That is It is what it is. We all do it. There's not one person on earth that ain't done that. With that being said, this ain't love. If you love the person, you wouldn't do it. Period. Now, on the transaction part, this is simply a transaction. Without the transaction, there's nothing. Unless you're immature. Unless you're immature. Most men are immature when it comes to this. This is why y'all keep getting duped. <laughs> you want to blame them when you can't blame women in our world. They've got that shit figured out. They're going to corner the market. They're going to beat you to the punch. They're going to beat you to the court of public opinion. They're going to beat you to the family court. Statistics show this. They ain't going to be the one kept out of it and i made this point on the just pearly things interview is that most men who file for divorce they're filing because the woman's manipulating the process and not filing to intentionally hurt the guy because there's no gain financially but the guy wants to move on with another woman and he eventually is like Why aren't you gonna file he doesn't want to file he knows he's gonna lose and then he eventually says i'll file so essentially it's a file on her side so it's it is what it is. I don't know why people fight this. This is kind of like, this is kind of like, you know who? New, 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 new world You're order. all insecure about, you know, these people are insecure about the power they yield and the influence they yield in entertainment and sports. It's very obvious. Line up the sports owners and then tell me what religion they are. It's very simple. More than half will be so-and-so. Okay, more than half will be the ones that, so what's the, what's the hang up? What's the hang up? We know what it is. I mean, you saw the charge. We we know what it is. I, I hate people that are trying to hide the bullshit. Why are you trying to hide it? Same thing with this love stuff. Same thing with this love stuff. 
Um, tra- it's it's not transactional. Why are you concerned about it not being? <laughs> Why don't you want it to not be transactional? Answer the question. Why do you want it to be about not transactional? You want it to not be about business. But marriage has always been about business. All of it. The ones that are about love blew up in your face for sure. (laughs) Why are you trying to make it about a fairy tale? This shit ain't no fairy tale. It's business. Because you find out when this shit don't work, some of y'all go right to the business contract. It's okay. It's okay. But you sucker for love ass ninjas. <laughs> and it's you men that are arguing with me that it's non-transaction. You're a sucker for love, and it's okay. You're just an immature male emotionally. It's all right. You need a hug. All right. You want somebody to love you for you. I want somebody. You want to think that all this work that you've done, that the person's going to love you for you. Like it's because you got Matt game or you got swag or style or you think it's about that alone and you want it to just be that. But the reality is, the reality is it's more than that. It has to be more than that. And that's okay. It's not an indictment on you. It's not an indictment on women. It's not an indictment on society. It is just is. It's just is. Okay, so that's my point on it. I think a lot of people think I'm complaining. Like, it's transactional and it sucks for men. I'm not complaining. It's just transactional. There's no argument about it. If you argue around it, we're just wasting time. (laughs) We're wasting time and bullshit. Because eventually now I got to spend time, Hafiz, getting you to the... Because then eventually you're going to agree. You're going to agree. And then I'm going to be like, now that we wasted all this time and energy... Can we get to the freaking point? I want somebody to love me for me. She loves me for my mouthpiece. She loves me for my swag. She loves me for my gold chain and how I represent myself. That would be transaction. That's a transaction. (laughs) That would be a transaction. All right, you spend all this time working on yourself, crafting your imagery, spritzing cologne on yourself, okay, taking conversation classes, doing hit or miss, trial by error, putting on good shoes, clean shoes, putting on good gear, ironing your jeans, putting a crease in it, selecting the right belt. I mean, you know what I mean? Don't wear a belt like this. This belt right here, don't wear this one. Put this belt. How is that not a transaction? How, how does how does that not pain? You just spent countless, countless. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you just spent countless, countless amount of time, energy, thoughts, game courses. And then you got the nerve to say you didn't pay and she loves you for you. Okay, take the belt off. Take the cologne off. Take the conversation out. you bought drinks you went out at two in the morning you traveled you did all of this shit you got on the airline got in a five-store hotel (sighs) i'm just trying to figure out what the argument is 
I think we do this dance and it's just getting despicable. It's getting despicable at this point because I'm like, stop dancing around the subject. It's okay. We She needs from me and I provide. Based on what I provide, she gives me access. Period. Mm. <laughs> All right. Put a period on the end. The more she gives me access, the more I believe I should provide for her. The more I don't provide for her, the more she gives me access. And the minute I don't provide for her, she then starts to question, hmm, what am I doing here? Then she might love me enough to stick around. At some point, she might say, I'm getting a raw deal. And she'll bounce. (laughs) Your swag, your conversation ain't going to mean a damn thing. What you did 10 years ago with your swag ain't going to mean shit. It's okay. It's okay. But it's okay. I mean, listen, this is not an indictment on men and women. It just is. It's undeniable. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Anyway. All right. Sorry for going off. What's it? Is? It's an hour and a half. I have a little room. Kaylin also says, I agree. It's a woman's job to show love. A man shows his love by marrying a woman. Yes, that's an ultimate sacrifice. That's like him dying on the sword for her eternally. From that point on, it's on the woman. Yep, I agree with that, too. Women just don't want to do their jobs. I agree with that, too. Boy, you're hitting it. He says she doesn't deny him sex if she doesn't want him to cheat or worse, get another woman pregnant. Well, that's where you lost. Um, Definitely giving away your commitment. Your commitment is very important. Men are not naturally monogamous. There's men who are religiously monogamous, socially monogamous. Some men repress their monogamy. Um, I mean, repress their poly desires um, and then claim it's not natural and it's all that stuff or you don't do it. You don't want to do it to hurt her. I get it. Those are all legitimate reasons as to maintain monogamy and your commitment. However, because you're probably not naturally going to be oriented in to monogamy, what typically you have to accept is your commitment weighs more or is very much as valuable as her commitment. But men don't see it that way. Neither do women. She thinks she made a sacrifice, but she does make a sacrifice. She sacrifices that most women, they're going to give their body to you and their time, meaning she's going to deliver your seed and only your seed. However, we've jumped that shark too. They're running around with multiple men's babies. So what's the point? You were trying to ensure that your seed is passed on to someone healthy, happy, mature, fertile, and going to take care of your babies in the best way possible and not to rip them from you. They can't even guarantee that. So what is their commitment worth today? Nothing. I mean, many of them commitment is worth nothing to them. They're just taking a chance, right? They're rolling the dice to feel good for a moment. But you, yourself, you put your seed into this. You put your business into this. You put your commitment. You've taken your desires and only funnel them to her and then If she has sex with you, fine. If she doesn't, you can't go to another woman because you lose your seed. You lose your money. This is a this is why it's messed up for men. And you cannot blame men for not wanting to commit. Can't blame them. It's a jacked up scenario that they're presenting. I believe that it should go back to business. We should be get back to business because as long as women have been selecting their own mates, As long as women have no longer been property, 
as long as fathers and brothers and family have no longer been able to select partners for women, they fumbled it. Relationships are awful. Since we've been basing relationships on love, look it up. Since we've been basing relationships on love and not family, not family background, you come from the Johnsons from Tupelo or the Johnsons from Jackson. Since a father can ask, see, fathers can no longer ask that. Don't worry about where my man comes. I love he. I love he and he is who I want. I don't want no other man. He love he. I love he and he love me. Guess what? Disaster. It's been more single motherism, more divorce, more broken up, more domestic violence, more. You can't tell me domestic violence is low. As much as these women running around here worried about domestic violence, and you're talking about arranged marriages have no had domestic violence, women were slaves. What are you talking about? I'm I'm going too far on this one. But just to let you know, since we've been picking on love and romance, relationships have been disastrous. They are the least successful of all time. The least there's haven't been close. There's no point in history where relationships have been this bad. And it's all because we are one a fairy tale. Not only the women, men want a fairy tale. Get back to business. Stop marrying women from the wrong side of the tracks. We're more red flags than a Chinese communist parade. How about that? <laughs> all right. And stop. Yeah, somebody said stop believing your own BS. Stop, stop drinking your own bath water. Stop thinking you're special, men and women. I special. That's why he loved me and me love he. All right. You're not that good. It's about the business. Last one. No government name says, hey, coach, what you said is true about the preppers. He says eight years ago during during my concealed weapons training, the trainer asked how many in the class were preppers. He then said um, he doesn't prep, but he has an arsenal that can overtake most residential stockpiles. There you go. So it's about defense. You can have all that frozen food and all that shit. So he's looking at it as I don't need to keep nothing. I have an arsenal. That'll end all of the conversation. All right. That'll end all of the conversation. All right. You got an arsenal. You win. I don't need to store food. I can take your food with my arsenal. And I got a whole family. We all got guns. Okay. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all I need is the storage. All right. Where are we at here? Let's get back to this one here. What is this here? Oh, we're going to Austin, Austin Dunham. This is a great story right here. Let's talk about Austin Dunham. Shout out to him. He's in the space per se. We have a good communication. We, I send him DMs when I'm going to cover his stuff. Um, he's in the mold of kind of, um, he dates, he's in kind of, he talks about the red pill. Um, he's a fitness trainer, young guy too, out in the Florida area, young guy, very successful. Um, I don't think he's married. I don't think so. He probably has girlfriends and whatnot. Shout out to Austin Dunham. Well, there's this story coming out about him. Uh, it made it to world star. So we're going to share it here. And I think he's interviewing He's saying he's red pill and this guy's black pill. So if you know the difference between the two, black pill, I guess, is supposed to be a little more doom and gloom. I've been called by 
a, a, a certain person that wants to call me a grifter, him not red pill, him black pill. All right, so, but people go back and forth. Now, the point they're making is that they're, these two brothers, these two black men are going to say black women don't like men like them. All right, they're going to say black women, listen up, sisters. Sisters about to be mad as hell. They're saying black women don't like the type of men they are, and they're going to say what type of black men black women want. Now, I'm going to say it's definitely an age thing because these men are in their 20s. So what they're going to say about is the generation of women in their, sorry, the women in their generation, this is probably more certainly true than not. I don't care about the women that say, not me. Yes, they will let the Tyrones pump their brakes. We already know that or blow their back out. So let's listen to what they have to say on this one. And let me know if you agree. This is going to be a good discussion here. What is Thug Maxing in regards to a black man and his dating life? Like, what does that mean? Lil Dirk, King Von, y'all know. Mm -hmm. uh, but nah, dating life, I would say the closer you fit to whatever the celebrity, the, the current rappers, like I said, Lil Dirk, uh, what's the other dude? Quando Rondo, all those dudes. Mm -hmm. The closer you fit to what that's, that stereotype, you like some yeah. girls will be, they, they'll just be down, especially black chicks. I was about to they say. They like that shit, bro. I, I think that mostly attracts black chicks. They, I don't know yeah. what it is, bro, but they like that. They uh, all right, pause right there. All right, so uh, one thing that people have used against them is the trope that many people will use in the hood. Let me go down in the comment section and show you, okay? Now, since they are seeing them, uh, let's see here, let's see here, let's see here, if I can find it. I saw somebody in the comment section already say it. Here it is right there. There it is right there. There it is. These ninjas look zesty AF though. So there it is already, all right? And I already saw somebody do it. So as opposed to being the Quando Rondo, who they named Little Dirk, who they're popular rappers, now because they're saying this, they're supposed to be gay. These guys are supposed to be gay, all right? This is a Now, I know, I don't know for sure. I don't know what people do in their house. I don't think they're gay. I don't think they're gay. I'm just going to say that right now. But to use that, this is going to be always the point. If a black man's going to use this argument, the way to just shoot it down right away is just that, oh, they, they, these guys must be gay. Okay. Now, what it looks like is they're more metrosexual. They are definitely guys that, you know, he's got his eyebrows done. He cares about his appearance. He's wearing a certain haircut. He doesn't have a certain haircut, a style, a nappy hairstyle. They got their hair lined up. They got their face cream on. You know what I mean? He got his shirt all opened up and the dude's got a V-neck shirt. Sure, they might look zesty. All right. They might look zesty. I don't think they are. But why does that matter? Well, it would matter, I guess, if they would say black women don't want them. But but the problem is the problem is they also are saying Latina and white women want them. So why are they zesty? Why are they gay? They're obviously saying they entertain Latina and white girls. But. So how does that make them gay when they're going that way? They're just saying the black women don't make themselves available to you. And I have experience with this. I do have experience with this, but let's continue. Let's continue. 
they, mm-hmm. they don't like when a dude has it together. Like, I, I don't want to cut. Look, yeah, yeah, bro. And I don't want to say that because it sounds like I'm yeah. trying to bash. I'm not bashing black women, but it just is what it is. Yeah. That's been my experience. I attract I the most Latinas and white girls. Mm-hmm. That's what I attract. Yeah. Same. Same. I think because I had that professional clean cut R&B type of look, that's why I also mostly attract Hispanic and white women. And okay. Hold you on. guys be in the comments like, do you not like black women? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, black women don't like hey, me. Dude. Okay. So anybody can relate to this. I, I, I can relate to this because I've grew up, I've grew up in minis, inner city suburbs and all of that stuff. So I have experience with this. I've never been the hoodlum. I've never been the aggressive. I've never been the loudest dude in the room. I've never been really the cleanest guy, meaning drags, uh, swag, drip. I tend to present myself like this most of the time. I never was that type of guy. Typically, Black women selected me the least, even when I was in an area. I lived in an area called Hawthorne, Hawthorne, California. I might have to show you all a map just so you guys can figure it out. Now, this was during my my middle school. My middle school to early high school, Hawthorne, California. All right. Um, Let's go ahead and see it on the map so you can see location wise what we're talking about. All right. Because this is in. LA, but it's called the South Bay. All right, it's called the South Bay. Let me make sure I'm not giving up too much info. All right, so as you can see, Hawthorne is a mixed community right here. Hawthorne is a mixed community. So Hawthorne's here, all right, and Inglewood's right here, which is less mixed, but it's mixed. It's mostly Latino and Blacks. Hawthorne tended to trend white, Latino, and Black. Hawthorne is the where the Beach Boys grew up. In the 60s, but by the 80s, it was a little bit different. We still had gang culture. As you can see here, um, let me see. Compton is not that far away. Here's Hawthorne. Here's Compton. Here's Linwood, Southgate, Huntington Park. Um, This is Los Angeles, South Central Los Angeles is what they called it. There's Hawthorne. But Hawthorne tended white, Latino, and black. Okay, white, Latino, and black. That was Hawthorne. As you got further out, Inglewood, it was mostly black latino so we had a mix everybody was mixed we had samoans we had tongans we had um uh, we had filipino vietnamese we had everybody everybody was in hawthorne with that being said in those years very few black women were checking for me as i was going into ninth grade into 10th grade eighth grade in the ninth grade the most of the women that were messing with me early on in those years were white and Latinos. It was not even close. It wasn't even close. I mean, there were black women that would talk, but I wasn't in that echelon of guys that was going to attract those specific uh, groups of people. So this is kind of like the story of many black men's lives. Now, as I got older, it tended to stay the same way. But it was more or less where I moved around, right? I didn't move around where there was a lot of blacks overwhelmingly more than others. I always stayed in mixed communities or more overwhelmingly suburban. All right, so this is true. Later on, I moved to Thousand Oaks area. I moved to the Thousand Oaks area. At that point, it's more Jews and whites. It's like 90%. So then it was relatively easy. There were less blacks. There were less black women, so then it was pretty much going to be obvious what happened there. Then I moved to the San Fernando Valley into my early adulthood, mostly black, uh, mostly whites and Latinos. 
a few blacks. So with that being said, as I moved through life, that tended to be the opportunities that I got. And that's what they're saying. They're like, hey, we're suburban dudes. I typically don't attract black women. Have anybody experienced stuff like that? Has anyone experienced stuff like that? Let's go ahead and see what else they got to say here. And you can sound off on this if you're a black man. Let's continue. <laughs> like, listen, man, in this world, you take, you, you get what you go where you really want it. Yeah. Wherever you want it, that's where you go. I attract, I don't chase. Yeah, do so I comments. attract, you yeah. know, what's into me now. Okay, so they're saying essentially who's available to me is who I'm going to go after. All right, meaning they're not they're not going away from black women. They're going to the what what's available to them. Now, what's going to happen is this is what this is the issue that they're having. The issue that they're having is they've got a young group of people. I think they're in their 20s, mid 20s, maybe late 20s. I'm going to say mid 20s and lower. So obviously they're messing with generation of women that at that point in their life, they're not looking for dudes like this. And black women are the least married. They're the most divorced. They're the most likely to have kids out of wedlock. They're the most likely to extend the settling down process. Many of them are probably trying to settle down with a certain type of guy. Then eventually what will happen is, and I can testify to this, I can testify to this. I now attract way more black women now than I did when I was their age. But that's the problem. It doesn't seem like that's great now. Many people will say, see, that's great. You can choose a sister. But the problem is I'm getting leftover women. I mean, the black women that come after me now are super duper leftover. That's the first problem. They already been like if they're my age now, they've been <laughs> dude. It's a and that's it's you. cleanup time. I got a whole bunch of snotty nose eight year olds. That I got to raise my eight-year-old stepson. He need a father figure. Oh, hell no. Or it'll be a way older black woman. She's like 52 and she thinks she's fat Miss Parker. I still got it, huh? She looks like Lunell, the comedian on OnlyFans. I walk into the DMV and uh, <laughs> the type of black women that be like jumping down my... Hold on for a second. Let me find it. It's the type of black women that want to push their tongue down my throat. Right here. I walk into the DMV. She's sitting on the other side. She's 63. I still got, I still sexy. All right. And you're like, ma'am, this is not true. This is, well, men want me. Men want, and I'm like, ma'am, for me, she's like, you are young. I'm her young. She want to do this right here. This is, this is what she, look. My warm embrace, and I make it last forever. Yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. I'm never getting like you know somebody like I'm ready to settle down. I have my degrees. They're mostly coming in over overconfident and over cocky. I'll do you a favor. I'm educated. I'll do whatever. You'll accept whatever I give you. That's kind of how they approach me. Not in the spirit of, oh, man, you're a fantastic man. You speak well. You present yourself well. You're so handsome. You have status. You have nice car. They still coming in here. All right, Ninja, I'll throw it on you. I guess I'll give you some. Like, <laughs> you're like, holy shit. Like, wow, you're doing me a favor? Are you serious? Mm. I'm saving your life right now. 
So that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Or you got to do the voice Watkins type thing where you're over pedestalizing some 46 year old woman that you always wanted when you were 19. When you both were 19. Oh, remember, I used to give you Skittles. Remember, I used to do this is the shit you're doing. Now she's 48 and you're like. Nah. So this is the the story here that they're I think this is what they're going through. What they're going to find out is that later in life, later in life, they're going to get a lot of black women. Lots of them, because they are going to what avoid all the traps. They ain't going to be the baby daddy. They ain't going to get shot and killed at a dice game. They're not going to be the dude that's 48 years old, still dragged out, swagged out and dripped out. Right. Looking like he dressed like a teenager. They, they still going to have all their shit. They're going to have money in the bank, investments, and um, they're still going to be living a single life. They're going to track. And then guess what? Black women are going to line up and they're going to have more baggage. Go back to my episode about bag ladies where Erica Badu talked about bag ladies. The women with baggage going to line up. Many of them black women. Some, many of them white women. Yes. And Latinos. They, they are going to do the exact same thing to them. But then they're going to go to younger women. They're going to be like, no, nah, we want to avoid all that. They're going to go get younger women, and then they're going to call them metaphiles. So here's the situation. I'll play the clip again just so you can hear it. Many black men are in this situation. All right, this is without a doubt. Now, there's going to be some guy. Oh, by the way, if you look at most dating coaches, if you look at most dating coaches, overwhelmingly when they're black men, most of those dating coaches are pushing what? What what do you see? What do you see those dating coaches? Uh, who do you see them targeting with their dating coaching? Go ahead and put it in the comment section. Do you see them coaching black women? Do you see them going and say, this is the game? Do you see them with black women? They are almost overwhelmingly, if they're a black guy and they're talking about dating and this and that, overwhelmingly, they're going to be white and Latino girls that are going forward. Using their strategy is never, ever they're going to be in Inglewood running that shit. <laughs> they're almost never. It's always going to be whites and Latinas or some Asians or something like that or pogs or it's going to be a comp. But now statistically, you would say, well, that's that's just where they live. Statistically, that's what, what what's there or they move in those circles like the guy moves in those circles. He goes to only lounges, not dirty nightclubs in Detroit. So obviously he's at a lounge and he's having common conversation with people who aren't straggles. So he's going to avoid them. <laughs> he's going to avoid that class of people. And then that what 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 they're experiencing is people go to their channels and say, where's all the black women? He like, I don't move in circles that typically attract that type of woman. So I'm going to end up with. um Whites and Latinas and or Asians. And the other thing is, last point, when a guy like that goes on a dating app, I can confirm this. When I go on dating apps, percentage-wise, the people who would match with me are not black women. It's just, I don't care. Now, if I'm in Houston, <laughs> when I go to Houston and I fire up Tinder, with way more blacks, okay? This is a, also has to do with location. If I'm in Atlanta, obviously way more blacks. But if I'm on the West Coast, west of Dallas, Texas, if I'm west of Dallas, Dallas and west, overwhelmingly, majority are not going to be black women. Majority are not. Like 80% are not going to be black women. There'll be black women on the apps, but majority will not be matched with black women. 
And I don't know. Maybe it's the way I, you guys, the blats. Maybe it's the way I present myself. Maybe it's what they're presenting to me. You guys have that conversation with yourself. All right. And then they then say, why don't you select a black woman? Well, if out of 10 women, six are white, two are Latina, one is Asian, one is black. <laughs> what the fuck? What are you supposed to do? Just take the black one out of loyalty? Or then if I pick some of the other ones, now I'm going to be persecuted and say, why didn't you pick the one black one that was attracted to you? So this is what they're having. This is what they're having. I don't have enough tattoos. I'm uppity. I told you about this one beautiful sister that I took out. I was like, I was like, this woman was one of the most attractive black women I've ever been out with. This woman was so, we had great chemistry until she realized I wasn't voting for Hillary Clinton. I don't know why I came up. Try not to never talk politics. But when she found out I was not going to the Democratic fish fry. When she found out I was not going to the Democratic fish fry, she got all jitter. She was like, oh, she was like, damn, like. Mm. <laughs> so that's another problem with black women. I guess if you just say both people are black, they go together. What if the guy is anti-democratic fish fry and he's doing like this? Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? It was automatically over. She was like, I just can't get over the fact. She was like, I just can't get over the fact that you're not going to vote Hillary. I was like, damn, like, wow. So let's go ahead and listen to this. And then y'all can sound off on what you think the issue is here. The comment sections are going in on him. Shout out to Austin. I, I messaged him, tell him, I told him I was going to share this story. Let's play. What is Thug Maxing in regards to a black man and his dating life? Like, what does that mean? Lil Dirk, King Von, y'all know. Mm -hmm. uh, but nah, dating life, I would say the closer you fit to whatever the celebrity, the, the current rappers, like I said, Lil Dirk, uh, what's the other dude? Quando, Rondo, all those dudes. Mm -hmm. The closer you fit to what that's, that stereotype, you like some yeah. girls will be, they, they'll just be down, especially black chicks. I was about to they say. They like that shit, bro. I, I think that mostly attracts black chicks. They, I don't know yeah. what it is, bro, but they like that. They, mm -hmm. they don't like when a dude has it together. Like, I, I don't want to cut. Look, yeah, yeah, bro. And I don't want to say that because it sounds like yeah. I'm trying to bash. I'm not bashing black women, but it just is what it is. Yeah. That's been my experience. I attract I the most Latinas and white girls. Mm -hmm. That's what I attract. Yeah, same, same. I think because I have that professional clean cut R&B type of look, that's why I also mostly attract Hispanic and white women. And you guys be in the comments like, do you not like black women? I'm like, black women don't like <laughs> me. <laughs> like, black Listen, women don't. Man, in this world, you take, you, you get with, you go where you really want it. Yeah, wherever you want it, that's where you go. I attract, I don't chase. Yeah, do so I attract, you yeah. know, what's into me. Now, what is the... Um, and one more thing, they're also going to miss out on some white and Latina chicks because they're not what they're... The, the problem they're saying, they're not thugged out enough, right? Some whites and Latinas are going to miss them too. So not all whites and Latinas are going to go for them either. So they're going to miss out on a couple of them too if they're especially... Um, especially if they got the same affinity for selection of men that... Some sisters do. Some sisters do, if not most. All right, let me go to some chats here in a minute. I think that was a good video. I think it's good for conversation. You don't have to agree with them. You can come up with reasons of why they're failing with black women, right? Um, and 
you could be right. Uh, there's no right answer on this one. It's basically their experience. Maybe you could say something that they're missing. Tell them something that they're missing in regards to this. Because you'd be like, well, the problem is, okay, go ahead and tell them the problem. Go ahead if you want to offer that information. But what we don't want is you shame them. You call them gay. You call them zesty as to why they are failing with black women. That's not true. All right? That ain't true. <laughs> I know that's not true. I know they're not zesty. All right? So um, using that is just falling in line with the shaming language that they use um, to hurt men, hurt men potentially as to why they're trying to create a point. They're making a point. They're living an experience. And you're just going to say, oh, you're gay, hurt, bitter, gay. Like, that ain't the answer. By the way, black women be loving gay dudes. Black women love gay dudes. They love them so much, gay dudes emulate the black woman. They done swagger jacked everything black, uh, what you would call the stereotypic black woman, the stereotypical black woman. Gay dudes been hanging out with them so long, they done swagger jacked the whole damn black woman. Or at least the parts that they wanted to swagger jack. <laughs> right? So what are you talking about? All right. How was that? How was that a L? If they're zesty, black women would love them. They love to at least hang around them. So I don't know how that's a L. Black women overwhelmingly support gay men. How that a L? Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, shout out to Nathaniel. Nathaniel, he says, passport ninjas. A woman never changes stripes, but they will pounce if they catch you slipping. Stop thinking you're special. Stop coming over there with your passport and your American ID. Brothers, always protect your guard. We're going to talk about that next. All right, we're going to talk about them passport brothers next. A.D. Austin says, uh, it's funny because uh, the black guys that black women like go to jail. <laughs> Those jail birds are zesty. Jeez, that's a hard conversation to have. That's a hard conversation to have, boy. You got to do something when you back in them bars. I don't know, man. I don't know how it goes. I don't want to find out neither. Wow. All right. Any AD also says um, BWs even fail with B black men. They like laughing my ass off. All right. They fail with black women. Uh, they fail with black men that they like. Well, statistically, yes. Statistically, yes. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, let me see here. Working Man Podcast. He says, CGA, you're right. BWs. He says, I got very little attention from BWs in school. Only those from the African diaspora. He says, aside from that, it was white girls. Flatbacks would sit on me and uh, sometimes grab me. They were willing to compete. They were willing to compete. Interesting. I look at it as a statistics, though. Statistically, there's just more white women and more Latinas at this particular point. And um, I've always believed that the element of black men that weren't highly selected were always seen as you were going to be around no matter what. So there's no rush to be with you. As if they want to throw their baggage in your lap, you were going to be there. Now, that those times have passed. Ladies, both at that time, going from the 70s into the 80s as a black man, since I was around, I was alive, I was breathing, I can say that in many areas, especially if you live in the South, if you live in the Midwest, that was true. If you lived in the East Coast, Eastern Seaboard, like Philadelphia, that was true. Black man ain't going nowhere. He was going to be in the community. 
if he brought a white woman in, it would be easily to just go ahead and pick his ass apart. He ain't bringing a white woman into the family dinner. If he did, she was going to look like Tina Marie. Or she was going to look like a mud shark. All right. She would not have the whole black woman salt and pepper uh, hair bob. All right. She's going to look she's going to look like a non-competitive white woman. <laughs> like the black women are like, OK, you got an ugly one. All right. You OK. All right. Yeah. She she one of us. She was going to be overweight. She was going to be. But as time has changed going into the 90s and the 2000s. In the 90s and the 2000s and going into current times, black men and interracial dating has become a little bit more open. So at that point, the chances that a black man is going to get somebody that's a little bit going to be like, wow, he got, wow, is going to be a little bit higher. Okay. He's, he can get that type of person. And it's not frowned upon as it was in the 70s, 80s and prior. It's still frowned upon, but not as much. Not only that, economically, he can leave the community. As opposed to because in the 70s, 60s and 50s, he couldn't leave the community. He couldn't just go to the other sides of the tracks and live there. It was a little more dangerous for him. Not so much. Black men can up and leave the community now and survive. He actually is going to be more safer where he is amongst a multicultural group or a white group as opposed to being in the city. He's going to be safer. Nobody's going to bother him there. People think they're going to bother him there. They're not going to bother him there. He's, he's going to they're going to ignore him right, at best. They're not going to write go home ninja. They're not going to puncture his tires. They're not going to put bananas in his tailpipe. They're not going to call the police on him. They're not going to do anything to him. And so he's fine there. He's safe there. And then guess what happens? He's around non-black women. And then he can still move and function without dating, without having to depend on dating baggaged black women that assumed you were going to be there when you were in your 30s. Black women are fine, but I think what tends to happen is most black men tend to be more successful with black women later in their lives, not early, not earlier, not earlier. This could be that that's not that's indisputable for whatever reasons you want to put on there. You didn't have no game. You were a lame. You were educated lame. You were a weak. You were goofy. You were short. You were bug too. You were straggled. But whatever you want to say, what I'm saying is true. Most men did not have a shot until it was too late. By the time there was cleanup time, you need to be there for these kids. You need to help these kids. You need to coach the football team. You need to go ahead and clean up the community. You need to provide a safe environment. You need to take this woman in. Yeah, now all of a sudden we need to, now all of a sudden we got options. But when we was in middle school, high school, college, post-college, no go. They was ignoring our ass. It's just a fact. Then all of a sudden, once you 28, 30, 32, 35, 40, now they like, look at all these black women out here. Y'all done left out here. Okay, so then I'll do this. <laughs> then what I'll do is I'll say, okay, I got some options. So then I'll say, I'll go down to the college and I'll date those black women. Since I got options now, since I'm a good catch, since I'm now 40 and I got my house, my car, I done took care of all of my responsibilities. Let me go down back to the hood and go back and wait for all the high school graduates, freshman orientation, sophomore graduation. Let me go down to college. Let me pick one of them. They'd be like, nope. Nah, you can't do that. No, 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 no. You a metaphile. You can't take none of them. 
You need to take, <laughs> where's Aunt Lunell? You need to take that old black woman right over there with the teenage kids. <laughs> you need to take that one right there, that crackhead right there. She was cracked out. She didn't ran through. She was backstage underage. She didn't got AIDS from Eazy-E. She kicked it with Notorious B.E.I.G. She was in the car when Biggie got shot. She got Tupac and Biggie's kids. Basically, Steve Harvey's wife. Take Steve Harvey's wife and Steve Harvey's wife's daughter. Take her in. Take her in. To wrap you in my warm embrace <laughs> and i make it last forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. All right, that's what they want us to do. Like, why don't, why don't you pick from these wonderful sisters over here? I'm like, what the f I'm down going to the junior college. Hell no. Forget all that. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> all right, anyway, stop it. Stop it. All right, where's this show going? All right, we still got some time. How many shows we got? All right, so uh, shout out to Venmo. Let me catch the Venmo game. All right, so anyway. This isn't every brother's experience, so I'm not speaking for everyone, but I'm just speaking. Those brothers put it out there. Now they're being called gay. I don't think that's the case. That's not helping the situation. Half Space Will Travel says we're all complicit in the great American crime. Oh, boy, you're actually, that's actually true. That's actually true. All right, Aware and Alert says my nurse, some young tail is making my applesauce. Yes, indeed, we going with that, man, look. Forget about the leftovers. We're going to be out here doing some damage. We got time to make. We got time to make up out here. All right. We're going to go on the dark side. Where we got here. Shout out to JC says, would Sonya tell if he turned? <laughs> wait. Would Sonya tell if he turned out like Delonte West? Probably not. Interesting. But he turned into Steph Curry. Now she's saying, oh, it's fabulous. I made a fabulous choice. Yeah, if he's Delonte West, she's like, I should have deleted him. Derek Choice says, do mothers expect compensation from their son husbands because they had the pregnancy and did not delete them? That's a great question, too. Some women do. I think it's a bad thing that women expect their sons to somehow compensate them. For having them. I had you. You need to take care of me. I think that's reprehensible. What you should have damn done, ma'am, you should have submitted to a man and, and got you a husband and, and a king. Not your son. Your son owes you nothing. He wasn't there when you got skeeted in. He didn't ask to be here. He was here because you created him. And then, then you were supposed to do what? Put him in a better position. Most mothers, it can be said by the production that we have of young men out here, most mothers didn't do a damn thing and still getting rewarded for doing bare minimum and far less than the minimum, far less than the minimum. Now, I don't want to hear about the man wasn't there and all that shit. We already covered that. Most men did not were are not deadbeats. That's been disproven. Many men have been put in the no win situation, and I don't care what race we're talking about. The no win situation of choosing one or the other. Choosing life or being there and being a, basically just persecuted and attacked and manipulated 
and stressed the hell out. All right. So he just basically survived his own. He chose survival. Many of you guys have been raised by mothers have, you don't even know what you missed out in your childhood. You missed out on so much. And you wonder why you are where you are in life. Because you guys chose, uh, your your parents chose uh, death and destruction, bare minimum. They did what they had to do. Many of us have to do this ourselves now as adults. But to say that now the son owes you or to make a man feel bad for not being there for his mother as she ages out based on the choices she made in her life, I think is reprehensible, especially if that son is successful. The son is successful. Now he has to do what for you? No. What that son should be doing is not rewarding bad behavior in the past. Remember, my whole thing is march forward. What he should be doing is doing what's best for him, his family, his children, and so forth and so on, or whatever he chooses to march forward. Correcting past mistakes do does nobody any good. She's going to be dead anyway. She ain't got that much time. She had her chance. But who doesn't have their chance is the kids or his wife, if he chooses to have one, or his girlfriend or his polygamous plantation, whatever he wants. That's where he should be putting his resources. And if he does have anything left over, he can give back out of the kindness of his heart, but he's not required to. Same thing for fathers. You older people have all the opportunity of the world or you did have all the opportunity of the world and you fumbled the bag. Women, you could choose to marry up and mate, but not depend on your son or daughters. Marry up and mate, even if it's a situation doesn't seem like he's rich. Oh, I need him to be this. You're in your 50s and 60s and 70s. You don't have time to get picky here. Take what you can get. You need to survive. Okay, stop being uppity in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. This is reprehensible. It's despicable. All right. Take what you can get. Get, get pair up together or whatnot. Or get a roommate. Leave me out of it. I don't owe you anything. If you were a man and you had 60 years to give it a shot here on this planet, and you screwed it up, having multiple women pregnant, fighting child support way into your 50s and 60s being victims of the penal code or the penal system in and out of jail. Well, guess what? Daddy, I ain't taking care of you. You done screwed your life up. I'm marching forward because I don't owe you anything. That's the fact. I don't owe you anything. Out of the kindness of my heart, I can give, and you better be happy with what I give you. If it's $5, it's $5. If it's a place to live, where you are being clothed and sheltered and have a, you a wet nurse, fine. You better be happy, but I don't owe you a damn thing. <laughs> okay, period. Henry Resilient says, I waited one year for her to tell me how much money she wanted. I got tired of waiting and filed for divorce. And if she, wait a minute here, I got to see the screen here. If she goes for everything, it will be, if she if she goes for everything, it will be 150K. So you went ahead and uh, filed for divorce and you still got screwed, right? It's okay. That's basically what happened here. One of the key questions you can ask, and we're at the two hour and 20 minute mark. We go three hours just so you know. 
but I give a lot of game and information. So thank you for the support. Okay, I'm trying to prevent men from being 60 on child support. You don't want to wreck your lives like that. Trust me. You don't want to be 60 on child support, guys. You don't. You don't want to do that. So think really, really hard about your life. You're going to screw your life up if you're 60 on child support. Trust me. It is not going to be pretty. Okay? I don't care what you say. Well, give it, give it a chance at love. No, don't give it a chance at love. Give it up. All right, give it up. Give me another plan. Come up with something else. Love is over. You, you, fu you fumbled it by your 40s. Forget it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Don't have no more babies, please. Don't fall in love no more. Give it up. Go get a job. Go get five jobs. All right. But here's the situation here. The point I wanted to make. Um, shit, I forgot the point. But anyway, I was going to make a good point. What was the point I was going to make? I was going to give you some game. What was I going to say? Help me out. <laughs> I was about to drop a hammer on y'all. And I forgot. Guys distracted. Anyway. Now nah, I wasn't going to say wrap it up. I was going to hit y'all with something. But now nah, I was before I was going to say the child support. Oh, I'll remember it. I'll remember it. Don't worry about it. I'll remember it. I was going to hit it too, boy. This was going to be a home run. Now I got to wait. I'll remember it later and be like, damn. All right. Um, Chief Drum Hack says, keep saving lives, coach. Hashtag coach game. Hashtag coach game. Keep saving lives. Appreciate you, brother. It's gone now. All right. We going to the passport game. Passport bros, wake up. I know the, these are a sensitive group. These are the MGTOWs. They're sensitive like MGTOWs in 2018. All right. But here we go right here. It's a, uh, wait a minute. Is this the right one? No, are we doing this one? Oh, let's do the Passport Bros real quick. I'll make it quick. Passport Bro right here. You guys can see him on the screen. Where is he at? Do we, do we have a photo of him? Where's his photo? Okay, hold on for a second. I got to find it. We can't see it. I thought I pulled it up. No? All right, Passport Bro. This His name is Paul Wynn. Paul Nguyen, Paul Nguyen, all right, it's an Asian guy, he's been listening to some YouTube videos, Passport Bros, like, we don't claim him, all right, all right, hold on for a second, let's see if we put him up, uh, there he is right there, sad, sad story, here he is right here, you can see him, I mean, I pulled up Paul Nguyen, and everybody's, everybody came up, all right, but this is the brother right here, no, he's got a GoFundMe, You know, there's this GoFundMe if you want to donate. It looks like they've gone over the goal. So there's this memorial. Born in 1995. Yeah, he looked like he went. He went down. The, he went down there by himself. That's gonna be an L. <laughs> Found out all the Paul went. Yeah, Paul went down there. Thought he was gonna. Passport bros, y'all need to clean this bullshit up. Hey, by the way, let me let me say this earlier because I know you missed this part of the show. They're gonna they're gonna take this out of context. No, nah, man, you just going on on us. Yesterday, I did a whole entire story about Sugar Daddy getting deleted, right? And you guys know me. I be talking about the junior college. I talked about the safeguards that you need to set the red flags. Let's just call it what it is. He went to your neck of the woods that you're pushing, and his ass got deleted. 
Just take the L, bro. We got to take the L. All right. Nobody want to take L's around here. We're going to show you where he messed up. All right. So Cal State Fullerton. Um, OC man Rob deleted in Medellin, Colombia. After meeting a girl at a bar, family says. Says right here, the family of the Cal State Fullerton graduate. Uh, graduate is looking for answers. You ain't getting none. See, this is the lesson number one. When you go to when you go to Medellin, you ain't getting no answers. Okay, they, if you find, come up missing, you're getting none. That's how it works. Says right here, looking for answers after they say it appears their loved one was drug robbed and deleted while traveling in Medellin, Colombia. Says right here, Paul Nguyen. The family is focused on bringing his body back to Orange County. Boy, how hard is that? Amy Nguyen said Paul was an amazing older brother. Quote, he was just someone that I could look up to. She said he was always the first person I would call if I needed someone or something. Amy said the 27-year-old worked as a contractor and loved to travel. Okay, here we go. I've traveled to a few countries myself, uh, by myself, and I can tell you I was on guard. I was not on there treating these women like they were just runovers. Okay, I watched how I travel. I watched how I moved. I didn't go home with no girls from the bar. I have pictures of girls that met me at bars. I did not take them home. Coach, you should have took them home. As a precaution, I don't do it. The same as I never give money to homeless people. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I don't care what the sob story is. This is a strategy. These are life choices that I made in order to survive. I'm not getting swindled by you so you can go smoke crack. No $5 for you. Please, I really need it. Did I tell you about the one dude? <laughs> he came up to me, some Asian dude. I was in Las Vegas shopping at the mall that had the Burlington Co-Factory in it. Okay. And uh, he comes up to me. Oh, man. He looked like he worked at a tech job. Super duper nerdy. Clean. Oh, man. I, I just, I know you're going to not believe me. I'm from California. I travel here. My Tesla car key got locked in or whatever the fuck he was talking to me. And I was like, well, I can't help you, sir. <laughs> I, I know you don't understand. I just, I, I can't help you. Why? I have a rule. I never give money away to people who ask. I never give money away. Now, it sucks. You might be in a legitimate situation, but I might be in that situation too. And it would suck for me. I would understand people not giving me money, but I don't give money to people who come up and approach me. It never is going to happen. I won't give you one red cent. It is always on my mind. Well, one day, coach, it could be an angel from God. It is not an angel from God. It's a demon. It is not an angel from God. Stop, stop guilting yourself out of helping scammers. It's a scammer. Nine times out of 10, it's a scammer. 1% chance it's an angel for God. Stop with that bullshit. It's an angel from God testing you. No, it's not. <laughs> It's a scammer and they ain't getting my money. So I told him, he was like, well, you know, my daughter, my family's here. Uh, you know, I got caught in this situation. You got a couple of bucks. He tried to tell me he's going to do this and this and that. He showed me a little bit of money he had. I only got 60. I need 80, whatever he was telling me. And I said, wait a minute. There is something here that you might be able to help me with. You said you had a daughter. How old might this daughter be? Are we talking there, this might be a situation where we can dig yourself out of, potentially. We're talking legal. 
quid pro quo. I mean, there's some way we can work something out. You know what he did? He was like, and I said, I guess you don't want it bad enough. <laughs> guess you don't want no help. Take your ass on. Anyway. <laughs> we told you we on the dark side over here. I'm just saying, you know. I was like, where are you going, sir? I thought you needed some help. Oh, you don't need no help? Okay. Continuing with the story here. She says every time he was back home, he would always share the most fun stories of his trip. He would bring back souvenirs. He would tell us all the fun things he found and how happy, how so happy he was traveling, she said. She said last week, Paul was traveling abroad for the first time visiting Medellin, Colombia with a friend. So he didn't go alone. He went with a friend. And he said Paul met a girl on Tinder, a social media dating app, and went on a date on Wednesday. She said her brother was last seen leaving the bar with that girl on Thursday at 2 a.m. Oh, my God. Boy, I'm going to tell you what I do when I travel. Just, just hang tight. He's out at 2 a.m. in a foreign country. Stop. I tell you, man, this is just ridiculous. Okay, so you met some girl on Tinder. Tinder's a place where the damn scammers are. They trying to date. No dating apps on. No. No dating apps. All right. I know y'all be like, I'm going to set the girl, the girl up. I know there's guys that tell you to do this shit. And they do fine. They saw your ass coming. All right. They saw you coming, clown. Amy said Paul's body was found later that morning. They took all of his stuff and his belongings. We know all of his cards were swiped at 4 a.m. Amy said, we believe that there are multiple people involved. Just like, the, yeah, dude, they're, they're surviving down there. And she was just there to lure him and set him up. Yes, that's how it goes down. That's how it goes down. If you ain't on your P's and Q's, you're going to get set the hell up. Amy said Colombian authorities suspect her brother was drugged and robbed. She said no arrests have been made in Paul's death and there won't be. Mm. That, guys, you better tell your family when you're going to these places, this could happen to anybody, could happen to me. You go to these places, do not expect the authorities to work on your behalf. They don't have an incentive to. You're here, you're in America. They don't give a damn about you. Um, America's not going to shut it down. Um I don't care if you're a woman and you get caught in this situation. They don't want to decrease their tourism. They don't want to decrease your tour, their tourism. Yeah, the 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 agencies uh, in terms of the, you think the agencies are corrupt in America. Well, wait till you get your ass over to another country. Look at what happened to that blonde girl in Aruba, right? They started to work, work. The parents went down there and flew down there and wouldn't leave and uh, berated the the police and all that shit. And they was just looking at her ass like, I hope, I wish you knew how this worked. They still ain't found the killer. Mm. They're corrupt. They're not working on your behalf. So when, if something happens like that, you're going to put your family. If you're not monitoring and vetting and setting things up and going with people, you know, that know the area, right? You guys going down there, dumb as hell. No people make connections with men when you get there, men who are expatriates, men who travel, men who know the ins and outs. See, there's a way to make this passport thing work, right? I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying just don't go down there blind. You go down there blind, your ass is done. It could be done right fast. Yeah, Natalie Holloway. 
as well as learn the language. Learn If you're traveling by yourself, you better know some means of communication or be, um, be conscious of the fact that you're going to stay on the resort as much as possible. Stay on the resort. You can get girls to come to your resort. Um, and one of the things is, let me go ahead and bring this down and tell you about my experiences. I have not been to Columbia, just so I'm going to preface that. But I've been to other places that are so-called the places to go for cheap uh, peace leave. Um, what I'm going to say is when you are on the resort, many of them won't let you bring in women with that don't have identification. Okay. So when you're on the resort and you, and a woman comes on, that is a local woman and you are a traveler. They have to present IZ ID to the resort, to the front desk. I believe they have to leave their identification and it has to be legitimate before they let your ass there. But I'm sorry, before they let the woman go to your room. Let's just say you met a woman from a bar and you walked her to your resort. You can't just take her up to your room. They're going to stop you. They're going to be like, oh, who the hell is that? You know why? They don't want, that's for your protection. Because then when they see her leave without you out your room, carrying baggage and shit and carrying baggage, and then they don't see your ass at breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> they they know y'all stupid going down there, so they like yo hey bring her ass over there. That happened to me. That happened to me. All right, girl was waiting. All right, I had a girl served up ready for me to go into the Dominican. I was out. Um, I was out there communicating with her. Communicated with her. She said, "I'm here. Where are you? I'm at the lobby." I walked out there. I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, about to take her to my room. They was like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey." hey. Bring your ass back here. Where the fuck she go? She knew the she knew the role. She was like, "Oh, I need to sign in here. I need to give her my ID." Gave her the ID. Blah blah blah. They looked her up. They looked her up, and it was like, "Y'all can go back." <laughs> and then, then when I was done, she had to go back and get her ID. Then there was a dude, a, another Dominican dude, waiting for her. I was like, "Oh shit, that's her pimp." <laughs> And she can't be dressing like a hooker. Yeah, she can't dress like a hooker because they, they know what's up, but they, she can't be just a floozy. So they're going to warn you, nah, y'all can't go back. Y'all can't go back. So I'm just letting you know that uh, these when you stay on the resort and you still want to mix and mingle, they're going to do things to protect you, dummy. Uh, you can't just meet girls at the bar and sneak them in and do this stuff. If you do that, you're putting your life on the line. You're putting your life on the line. And I don't want you guys to do that. Um, when I was in, I mean, I've been to uh, Canada, same thing in Canada. I girls were coming up and beat this girl, this fine ass white girl came up to me. I was like, damn, told you that story before. You talking about the, the devil's breath that they use. This girl came up. I went to this restaurant once. It was cool. Met some, met some guys, uh, guys that I knew there. And, um, and, uh, next, a couple days later, I went back to the same restaurant. She remembered me. She didn't, she was not my waitress. She immediately keyed into me. Guess what? Right after her, right afterwards, she was like, oh, I'm off on my shift. Plopped her big titty ass right next to me. All right. Plopped her. Boom. She was right there. Latched and told me she dated some dude that played hockey for the Minnesota star, whatever the Minnesota team is. She was one of them. She was bad. She was bad as a hell. 
She was bad as hell. She And I was like, oh, you sitting here? She was like, yep. She was like, I'm off my shift. So people were like, you should have took her back and clapped them cheeks. I was like, I don't know this mother sucker. I don't know who she is. All right. Why the hell she just. Why the hell she just serve herself up to me like that? I'm always like, I don't want it that easy. When it's that easy, I'll be like, no. She's an apex predator. All right. I'd rather get it the way I want. Anyway. But I did take some pictures of her. I still got a couple of pictures of her body. I was like, when she was talking to me, she looked the other way. I was like, she was bad. She was bad as hell. But I just move a different way, man. I don't just take the first thing that just pops up. All right. That's a red flag to me. Red ass flag. But some people do it and your ass end up missing. You come up missing all for a little bit of stank on your finger. Don't do it. Especially if you're traveling alone. Okay, um, it says right here, no arrest has been made. Amy says it just feels so surreal when we found out it was just very overwhelming. Try to figure out everything. And it's hard that we can't see him or bring him back home, man. We're working really hard to bring him back. Good luck. Paul's family is heartbroken and focused. Think about this when you're traveling abroad. Think about this. This is what you were going to. This is what you potentially can put your family through. And none of the people who've been telling you guys to go to these places are going to say shit. All right. None of them were going to say anything. They got no advice. This is what I tell you about my philosophy about date. This is why I have on locals. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. If you catch yourself slipping, you're going to end up here. Right. There's no foolproof plan because I don't want you to come back to me. And I don't want this guy to say I was watching some dudes on YouTube. I don't want this family to say I was watching dudes on YouTube. Tell them to go down and mash on these girls. I was watching coach and I went on this site and then I got stabbed and drugged and robbed. I don't want that. And I don't want the passports guys to want that, but he obviously went to Medellin. He learned somewhere to go down there. And that guy obviously was not the dude to be going down there with that bullshit by himself. All right. This dude right here, where is he at? This dude right here had no business going into the, the territories of Columbia. Doing this shit right here. You you the wrong dude. No, <laughs> do not. All right, we try to save lives out here. All right, let me go to the next story. We're saving lives. Not by himself. He should have met a group of dudes down there. He should have met at least a group of three dudes. He should have surveyed the scene for about two days. They should have showed him here and there. They should have told him about the devil's breath. They should have told him, watch out for this. Don't go here. They should have told him, take his ass by the back to, to the resort by 9.30. 9.30, do not come off your resort. Do not come out of your apartment. If you ain't got it locked down by then, you at 2 a.m. Let's just make this, keep this straight. If you travel to New York, if you travel to New York, I would tell you the same thing I'm telling you about Columbia. So passport bros pipe down. If you travel to Los Angeles and I know Los Angeles, like the back of my hand, I know Los Angeles up and down. I know Ventura County. I know all the way up to Santa Barbara. I know all the way down to San Diego. I know Southern California like crazy. I wouldn't even tell you to go to Los Angeles and do exactly what he did. If you were coming from Austin, Texas, and you said, I'm coming to Los Angeles coach, I'm going to go chill, walk around downtown L.A. until 2 in the morning. I would tell you to not do it. 
I'm like, you better not do that. <laughs> you're going to walk around downtown L.A. DTLA is what they call it. You're going to walk around downtown LA at 2 a.m. You're a moron. So this is not about travel roles and whatnot. You better use the same rules that you apply anywhere else. Do not come to these shark infested territories. Colombia, Dominican, Thailand, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Miami, Miami. I was in downtown Brickell not that long ago. I sure did not have my ass out there by myself at 2 a.m. And I was in downtown Brickell by myself, walking around, stalking. And at a certain time, I said, I better go ahead and tuck myself in back to my room. If I didn't have an action by then, I ain't getting it now. Do not do that. Why would he do that in Columbia? 2, 2 a.m. at a bar? Yeah. He didn't have the right education. Uh, let's see here. Last part, last last article. We'll make it fast. This is the future lonely women of America. What's going on with the black women right here? Uh, and this is not just black women. It's older women. This is your plight. This is why Kevin Samuel said you're going to die alone. If you, don't, if you don't find a man now, you're going to be messed up. If you think you're lonely now, wait until the night, girl. Remember this story about the Tinder swindler. This is a similar story that we're going to tell. These European Nordic Women got swindled by, uh, let me see, where's the guy? Got swindled out their money, stuck them for their paper uh, because they're old. All right, when they get older, they're going to fall for scams. And this sister, sister girl, let's see if there's a better picture of her. <laughs> Good Lord. Her wig all cock cricket. That's some of y'all mama right there. Some of y'all mamas look just like that. You know I ain't lying. Hold on for a second. <laughs> there go, there go, y'all mama. Her helmet on. Look at her helmet on, crooked right here. Why her helmet crooked like that? <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. Let's hear her story. Virginia woman taken for $175,000 in a phishing scam after meeting a doctor on a dating website. Sure. Sure. All right. This is why y'all got to protect y'all mamas, man. Uh, her name is Cassandra Drummond from Springfield, Virginia. Thought Andrew Logan. Hold up. Is that you, ABL? Damn. I know ABL is in Virginia area. ABL out here swindling people for their money. <laughs> Andrew Logan, that's your alias seller. I see you. She thought a, a she thought uh Andrew Logan was her perfect match. They met on a dating site January 2021, and she said on the website he portrayed himself as a doctor. Must have been 48 years old, said Drummond. Okay, she looked way over 48, so she met a young doctor. She's so goofy. He lives in Michigan but spends the summer saving lives in Yemen, she said. I just took a chance thinking he was a doctor. Maybe this was real, added Drummond. This is here, right here. It turns out Dr. Logan was allegedly part of an elaborate online phishing scam, and Drummond is the latest victim. She says, if I can get my hands on him, I would just choke the crap out of him. Yeah, but it's a Nigerian dude. You're never going to do it. Logan asked Drummond to pay for a package containing personal items and cash to be shipped to her house, and he would pay her back when he got home. Logan used 
elegant freight or courier and courier LTD to ship it. <laughs> um, she quote, I exhausted all of my funds for a package I thought existed, but came to find out there was no package. Yeah, you got a package, all right. Elite Freight and Courier's website looks legit, but its phone contact leads nowhere. Drummond said the online live chat does work, and she complained about expensive fees and no pack. No, that's a Nigerian dude in an internet cafe. Well, how much money are you out? Asked the investigator. About $170,000. Wow, this sister had the bag. Oh, they took a deep dive. The news company took a deep dive into the Elegant Freight and Courier website. Its domain address was registered on December 18, 2021 and expired December 2022. That's a red flag. Usually established companies have much longer registrations. This is y'all single black mamas out here that don't need no man. And she thought she was getting a young doctor. All right. On the website, the company lists Cleveland, Ohio as the address with no street number. Another red flag. The news company tracked down the company's address to a to the heart of Little Italy in Cleveland, but couldn't locate an office for months. Drummond kept handing over money, believing. Excuses from the shipper. She also sent thousands to her bank account or to a bank account in Charlotte, North Carolina, and more than fifty two thousand dollars to someone in Miami, Florida. This is why you need a man, ladies. You need to get you a man, all right? Elite Freight and Courier told Drummond the 40-kilo package was safe and secure, but repeatedly said it was delayed, including it was and including it was returned to Yemen. It was on hold and out for delivery. Over two months, the shipper said the package was in Yemen, Sudan, Portugal, and Mexico. Okay. Cybersecurity experts at Checkpoint.com said scammers pretending to be an established brand is a huge issue. Okay. And uh, they're going here. There's top phishing scams here. We're not going to read that. Drummond said she did her homework, but it wasn't enough. Checkpoints.com pointed points at its security software can help. All right. Let's get back to her story. When it was time for Dr. Okay, right here, right here. Let me see. When it was time for Dr. Logan to return to Michigan, he disappeared. Of course he did. That's when the conversations decreased. <laughs> Text message you, you know, he was just, he just turned ghost. Yep, he is out of there. There are some people in the world you can trust like the one and like the one, wait, and like the one. I ran into online, you can't, and I just made a big mistake. Wow, she filed a complaint. I think she has a story to tell. Let's go ahead and see what your mama talking about. Let's see what y'all's mama talking about. There are some people in this world who you can trust. And they're like the one I ran into online. You can't. And I just made uh, a big mistake. It hurts. You know, I have to deal with it every day. But it's hard that you have to go to work and you have to put this like you have to be an actress you have to pretend there's nothing wrong and deep down inside is something wrong yeah you know what happened gotta get my bag and run <laughs> how old do you think this woman is she definitely damn she look old man you know women in the south with their helmets on like this she look old she looked like she's in her 50s and she thought she was getting a young doctor women be thinking like the unicorn gonna fall right from the sky 
They gonna wait, wait, and wait, wait. Hey, look, <laughs> ladies, this is what Calvin, this was comical about them. Some men are like this too. Women be wait, 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 waiting, waiting, thinking that a dude gonna fall right from the sky. He got gonna have a huge Johnson. He gonna be successful, handsome, abdominals, tall, no, never married. He gonna be on the internet, just looking out for looking, looking out. He just trying to find the one. She gonna look in the mirror at herself, and she gonna be like, "I'm the one. I finally found the man that I was worth. Right, the man of my dreams and desires. Eight hundred and fifty dollar credit, early hundred and fifty credit score, houses, vacation houses, spring house, summer house, fall house." He going to be successful. He not going to be in my area, though. He not going to be right here. He going to be way across the country, 50, 11 miles away. He can't see me right now, though. But I'm going to go see him one day. He going to be telling me everything. Sweet, nothing's in my ear. Oh, he going to be the best. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, that's how they get jacked. They think they worth way more. I'm finally at 62 years old. Lost all my hair, my teeth. Lost my vision. Lost my neck. I didn't lost my ability to have kids. I didn't lost my career. I didn't lost. So I could focus on my career. I didn't lost my looks. I've lost everything. I got nothing going for me. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the best man in the world is going to get me, bro. I'm just. Why do they think that? But um, if, if Andrew is here right now, mm -hmm. um, and if he is a real person. Um, <laughs> and look at y'all mama. She looking like y'all mama look when you tell her you lost your, you lost your starter jacket at the school. Oh, man. My, mama. Mama, I lost my starter jacket and my Jordans that you just bought me with your child support and welfare check. You know you done lost your shit. You know it's gonna be cold in the morning. Hey, hey uh, baby, where your where your shoes and your jacket? Oh, mama. Hey, mama. I done lost it, boy. What you say? You done lost your jacket? I done spent eight months saving and sacrificing. For that jacket, I'd have been wearing this same hair hat helmet for eight months trying to save up for that jacket. Um, what would you say to him? I wish I could say what I want to say. Just to go him. and say whatever you want to say. What would you I say to him? I would curse, and if I could get my hands on him, I would just choke the crap out of him. She seemed like a wonderful lady, though. She seemed like a wonderful lady. I couldn't hit it, though. I, I, yeah, I might have to not hit that. She seemed like a nice lady. And this is the problem. Again, ladies have wonderful men in, in, in front of them, right? You got good enough guys right here, right there. Ladies, you, you just take this one right here. All right. He, he, he right up your alley. That's your speed right there. But nah, they want Prince Charming. They going to hold out. She live in what? Arlington, Virginia. She didn't turn down every damn option. In Arlington, she's like, I'm too good for men here. I'm going to go to Michigan and get this doctor 
1,500 miles away. No. That's what you, hey, you show fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Are there ladies watching me? Are there ladies watching me? I want you to look at this picture right here. Look at this woman. Look at her face. Once you hit 40, I know y'all going to still have fun and get piped down. I I, I get it. I, you're going to use that as a means to tell me you have value, but that's sexual market value. That's not relationship marketplace value. Take a good, good look. Take a look. This is going to be you. And that's you. That look every night in that small apartment kitchen. She got to set her own mouse traps. She got to pay her bills. You know, black women be always talking about, I got bills. You got to pay all of them. You're going to have rental assistant, electric assistant, gas assistant. Cockroaches. Small paychecks, fire. You're going to get laid off from your job. Yes. Take a look at her face. Smoke, smoke alarm chirping. Chirp. Smoke alarm. Chirp. It's going to be way up high. I don't need no man, but I sure would like a nine volt battery at this moment. But I don't know how to get a ladder. I don't know how to climb up the ladder and change that battery. Yeah, I'm going to wait for the maintenance man to come in. Chirp. Every five seconds. Chirp. Look at that face right there. That's going to be some of y'all's mamas when they turn 60, 70, 80. That's what they look like right there. I don't need no man. That's pain right there. <laughs> All right, here we go. And I tried to tell him, I'm like, hey, you know, there yeah, are. I tried to tell him, girl, you ain't got no leverage. You can't tell me shit. <laughs> All right, let me get to these super chat. Ma'am, I'm telling you what you're going to do. All right, you ain't telling me a damn thing. I tried to tell him, ma'am, you need to not talk. You need to listen. When do y'all going to get it? I'm telling you <laughs> what I'm going to give you. All right, that's what I'm telling you. People are like, I told him and what I told him and what he needed to do. Ma'am, in negotiations, he who has leverage gets to tell who's going to do what. So this is what you're going to do. All right, shout out to her, man. Thank man. And y'all better go get y'all mamas out here, man. They looking bad out here. Waiting for Prince Charming with her hair helmet on. Come on, man. Shout out to Big Game E. He says someone's got to pay for all my children. All right, not me. Not the free agent lifestyle. Not us. Hey, man, damn these kids, man. Forget these kids. G Money says my sis keeps telling me I'm going to be old and lonely. That's called projection. All right. That's what they're concerned about. Guys, I shared the story of the dude. He's 100 years old, motorboating junior college strippers after his two wives kicked the bucket on him. You're not going to be alone, bro. Trust me. If I ever got lonely, my ass will go to Tinder right now. I can get, I can be curdled up. I can be cuddled up with some old cellulite women right now. I will never run out of them. I show people on locals. My dating app is full of fat, chunky women. I can be, I can be curdled up every day, every night with a different one right now. Fat foot women, women with that fat on the top of their foot. 
women with corns and all kind of crooked bunions and whatnot. Women with toes that overlap. Man, I would be full of them, bro. Full. I'll never go out of business on that one. I could be for the next 20 years. Easy, easy peasy. Women with tattoo on their thighs and tramp stamps on their back that says, uh, lucky to be here, pointing down at their booty crack. Uh, dude, I will never run out. <laughs> I ain't never good. What? Women with a couple of hairs coming out of their chin and moles. Bruh, I'm never going to run out. <laughs> and if I got a little bit of money, never going to run out. I could go right down the couch. These girls right here scrimping, scraping. They scraping by. They text me every day. Good morning, daddy. They be like, daddy. how much you need tonight? Women in their primes. Titty sitting up like this. <laughs> Nipples pointed straight out forward. Uh, you're looking at you like this here. What? I'll never be alone. I'm alone by choice. Like, 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 I don't need you to go, go somewhere. They need, look, this is how it works in nature. They need you way before you'll need them. They'll need you well before. If you ever want to test this strategy out, I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to show you how to do it. It works almost every time. They need you way before you'll need them. Now, if you're a brother or a male that somehow needs a woman, I can't take it no more. I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to clean. I don't know how to make grilled cheese the way you make it with tomato soup. I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? Don't leave me. I can't handle it no more. I don't know how to pay the bill. If you one of these sad brothers, don't even, I don't even need you here. There's, there's going to be a time. My local's audience, I share my messages with them. A woman will try to ghost you. Sure enough, two weeks later, hear her ass come. Ah, yeah. It looks like I missed this text message. Um, I need a little bit. I'm in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Uh, how's everything going? They always show up. It, it, it's without fail. Anytime, especially if you're a guy with leverage, anytime you show your value, I don't care how you show it. Once you remove it from them, they believe they're going to find somebody way better than you, and they just might do it. Here's the problem that you're going to have. They're going to find the better version of you. Yep. Every time, they're going to find it. The problem is, the problem is, he ain't going to last. <laughs> he going to kick her ass to the curb. He going to ghost her. He going to run through her. He going to run through her. He going to do whatever. And she going to be right back. Ah, how's it going? Hey, big head. Long time no listen. No long time no hear. They going to be right back. Now, her insides going to be pushed in a little further than they were when you was pushing them. She will have ate better. She been on better dates. She went on the damn carousel. She went on the ride. She had fun. She was a whirlwind tour. And now the tour is over. Her ass going to be back texting your ass. And if they don't, go, go look her up on her fake book. Go look her up on her fake book. And the broad still going to be single. If you met her on a dating app, go to the app that you met her on. She's still going to be there. She'll be back. <laughs> She'll be back. It, it goes without fail. I'm, that's what point of my life I'm, I'm in. The last 10 years. I'll be like, them bras, like, look, they want you to take a bad deal. 
They want you to take a bad deal. The bad deal is them. They want you to take a bad deal. You know why? Nobody else is going to take that deal. Nobody. And if they do take it, it was going to be temporary. Just like every man in their life, temporary. They'll be back after about 38. After the age of 38, they will be back, sir. They're going to be back back on the marketplace for sure. They're going to be back on the dating app. They're going to be back single. It's guaranteed. I can guarantee it. <laughs> it's, it's lock, stock, and barrel. If you want to make a bet in life, after the year, after you're 38, after you, if you're 38 and they're 38, it's a lock. Nobody's taking that deal. They're going to be back. If not in six months to two years, they'll be back, bro. Don't panic out here. <laughs> do not panic. If you're a loser guy, maybe, but no, do not panic. Do not rush. Do not jump into a bad deal. Just wait. What you want to do is you want to send them back out. You want to give them what they, what you want to give. This is the, this is the strategy. Give them what they're asking for until they over ask, meaning they're, they're going to want you to over deliver. They're going to over promise and they're going to under, under deliver, right? I'm going to promise you this. I'm a faithful. I'm loyal. I'm trustful. She's 38. She done been through horrible relationships. She's failed many times. I'm this. I'm that. They're going to overpromise. And then when you lock them in, they're going to underdeliver. Then when they're under delivering, they're going to ask you why you're not delivering more. When they start complaining, put their ass back out there. Well, it seems like it's just not going to work out. Don't get one itis. Don't think you're going to lose anything. You're losing nothing. Trust me. She hasn't made a relationship work yet. Put her ass back out there. And then you wait. While you're waiting, you're clapping cheek. You're doing whatever the hell you want to do. You're working on yourself. You're doing whatever you want to do. Just wait. Her ass is going to be right back in your text messages. If she has pride, if her pride is too big, which is going to be her loss, she's going to not text you back. She's just going to hover around your ass. Put her back out there. The, and the, what, the phrase you need to remember, this goes for your ex-wife. This goes for your kids. This goes for your single mother who raised you. This goes for the women you date. I want you to remember this phrase. She'll need you before you'll need her. Every single time. Remember that phrase. Write it down. <laughs> without any woman who flakes on you or use you hit the skins she ghosts you i guarantee she'll need you way before you'll need her and that is called leverage when you understand that and you've experienced this so many times there ain't no panicking out here you like shit <laughs> your ex-wife will need you way before you'll need her Every single time. There ain't nothing. And she causing all this ruckus. If your ex-wife is causing you ruckus, just say, it. you'll need me before I need you. And that's just, that's just nature. That's just how it works. If a woman's older and you're older and you're like, you're getting old, you're going to be dying alone. You're going to be lonely. No, that's you. No, that's, that's, that's what you are. And that's you. Because you'll need me before I need you. <laughs> anyway. But and what you don't worry about is her getting clapped out by other guys. I know guys don't want their girlfriends, the girls that they invest in, to have other men. Y'all need to get over that shit real fast. 
You can have a whole girlfriend and, and she's still giving cheeks to somebody else. So get over that. You don't own her. You don't own women. That's another thing that you need to get over. You don't own her at any point. I don't care if you marry the woman. You don't own her. You can't control her or none of that shit. All you can do is give her guidelines of what you're going to accept. As soon as she steps over it, dismiss her ass. <laughs> like, I don't accept that. And then guess what's going to happen? Her ass is going to go crawling back six months to a year. She'll be back. <laughs> you guys worried about your girl getting her cheeks clapped. She's going to get her cheeks clapped by someone. You're not the last girl. You're not the last guy that's going to screw your girlfriend or your wife or you can marry the woman. You're not the last one that's going to have sex with her. So once you get over that, you'll be able to function as a man out here. Tattoo it on your arm. You'll need me way before I need you. And it will be a hundred percent fact. All right. Anyway. Oh boy. I'm giving y'all too much, man. This is crazy. O-T-O-B-O. Coach, be careful with the Nigerians. Be warned. He says, if not, we will come for you and your cards. Right. Shout out to Dude, the Nigerians don't play. They don't play. Shout out to my Nigerian brothers here. I'm, I got to get my accent perfected. Marriage causes divorce says helmet needs to marry a simp and take his money. That's what she needs. She's in desperation now. She done spent all of her 401k. I'm surprised she had it. I'm surprised she had it. Speaking my mind says, shoot me that ranch in the building and I gave it to you. She got her helmet. Um, Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's not a panic. We don't panic out here. Uh, Let's see here. Macaroni Tony says, oh, shoot, damn. He says, from my anecdotal view, I partly agree with those two guys about the black women. Uh, he says, you have two demographics when dealing with BWs, hood BWs and suburban BWs. I can attain the latter easier, which is the suburban BW. Uh, you can attain those easier than the former. It's not that the hood BWs, BWs are not attracted to me. But it's just that nine out of 10, they don't know what to do with me. Exactly. Yes. He says, because I don't fit the archetype and I'm too nice or too good. That's what they'll say. And um, normally they don't know what to do with you. Right. They want to manipulate you. They kind of want to argue you down. This is the hood chick. Right. And they think it's going to work. You ever deal with a woman? She thinks she's going to do this playbook. Number one, two and three. They got three plays. They get the play number three and they got nothing left. They'd be like, damn, that's a lazy woman. That's a lazy woman. When they need to get down to brass tacks, this is what I need you to do. You need to go over my schedule. <laughs> um, ladies, black women, are you listening to me? They, they, they only know toxic relationships. Even suburban black women know this too. They only know toxic relationships. So what will happen is they'll go to playbook number one, two, and three. I'll give them a little stank. I'll be around him. I'll show up and just say, here I am. You know what I mean? I'll manipulate you. I'll tell you to do all this stuff. I'll tell you, you are no good. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But then they see you and like, oh, shit. Okay, that, that's not working. That's not working. And then they'll do one or two things. They'll abandon ship. They'll be like, shit, that, I can't do nothing here. Or they'll say, okay, give me my instructions. Okay, this is what you need to do. All right, go to my scheduler. Schedule my book. I need you to call these people. I need you to call the auto detailer. Make sure we have an appointment here. I need you to make sure my housekeepers are well-maintained when they come in. If you want to do my meal planning, make sure my meal planning is in order. Set my appointments for my coaching clients. 
they're going to be like, that's too much work. I'm out. I ain't doing all that shit because what they can easily do is find a lower class ninja that all they got to do is run, play one, two, and three. I ain't doing all that shit. I don't got to do all that. They don't. And the reality is they don't. They don't have to do it. All they have to do is find a lesser man. <laughs> I mean, and a lesser man will put up with her bullshit. I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not mad at them. But they want to just run one, two, and three, and then circle back, right back to one, two, three, circle back to one. And if they need to run two and three, most of the time they could just keep running number one on his ass. <laughs> right? So I can't blame them. And he says, sorry for the last one. He says, I did plan to lose my virginity to a hood BW, but the day we were supposed to link, she chose my pookie friend over me. And I lost my virginity to a mixed Filipina, Spanish, and white chick. Again, this is anecdotal, which is fair. Most of our experience in this topic is going to be anecdotal um, as well. So we don't want to put all black women and black men in the light. Many black women do very well with black women, especially good, suburban, educated, whatever you want to call it. But I can guarantee you this, the men who do well with black women, this is, this is almost, can't dispute it. The men who do well with black women. More often than not, does well with them later in life. Not early. Not sleeping. We're not, uh, guys, let's stop talking about doing well with me, women, meaning short-term and sleeping with them. I'm talking about relationship, long-term, past two years. Not this short-term bullshit. We're not talking about that. We're talking about interest. Yeah, interest first. More likely, they do better later in life, meaning later in their lives and later in her lives. Look it up. Any man that ever has said, look, I got a good woman, I got a good black woman, More nine out of 10, they met when both of them broke up with their previous girl. They both have kids. <laughs> they both have other kids, other woman's kids or other mate's kids. She's well past 35 into her 40s. It's not no young shit. All right. Very rarely if it's a young woman and a young man got together and they wrote it out to 20 years. It's normally going to be both of y'all leftover baggage and y'all both dumped it in each other's laps and you made it work for a period of time. That's the only time. Nine times out of 10 is going to be that exact scenario. That's when they can get it together, when they figured it out, when they both ruined their fucking lives. They both ruined their lives and trashed it in the gutter. And it was like, we'll get together. And let me tell you something. They'll turn out successful. A few of them will turn out and be successful. They'll make it work, but they're carrying in baggage. That's the only way it works. <laughs> let y'all know, man. Listen, I'm not being a Debbie Downer, but that's true. That's true. Or they've been together. They've been together for like 17 years. And he said, I've gone on and marry you. I've gone and marry you, I guess. We got seven kids, 14 grandkids. I guess I've been around long enough. I've gone and marry you. Mm. <laughs> you you've been loyal and faithful to get married in their backyard. 
they jump the broom. They invite all their damn relatives, dead relatives coming to the funeral from the funeral. I guess I'll go on and put a ring on it. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, that's the only way this shit work. It ain't never no people they met in high school. They were high school sweeties. They got together. They stayed loyal and faithful. They created a they 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 bought a house. They created a family. They still together. They put kids through college. They stood there like Claire and Theo Huxtable. Huxtable. Uh, what's the name? Claire and Bill Cosby sitting there. Oh, look at us. We did a fantastic job. They walking out of Morehouse. Look at this wonderful black look. It ain't never that. Never. Almost never. So just think about that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, where are we at? Might as well go on and get married, I guess. <laughs> Y'all mad at me. Don't be bad. Don't be bad. Where are we at here? Shout out to Nathaniel. What is this? Nathaniel says, uh, Coach got me laughing harder than your future wives' walls about to be. Shout out to you, man. And that's you. Because we know it's the truth. All right. It's okay. It's the truth. This is how it, it, it's all right. You can disagree if you want. But um, just look back into your lives. It's, it is what it is. We got to be honest with it. And then if we're honest with it, we can prepare for the scenarios. All right. We got to prepare for the scenarios. All right. Let me do the last super chat. Shout out to marriage causes divorce. She won't come back if she zeroed you in a divorce. But but some ex-wives come back. But what they'll do is an ex-wife, if you have kids with her, she'll come back and need you for favors or she'll come back and get you a child support modification. Yeah, she'll be, that's a form of coming back. So that's a need for you. You have a need or she'll ask you, um, she'll keep the kids away from you. But then when she want to go out and get her guts pushed around in Jamaica, she'll, she'll try to get you. Well, I can't keep the kids at my mama house for two weeks. So they need to stay with you. That's a form of coming back. Trust me. Ex-wives come back, bro. They come back asking for favors left and right. And it's sad. Or they just take your ass to court and drag you. Uh, uh, taking you back to court and modifying and fighting over custody, that's a form of coming back. She needs you. She needs something about you. She needs your attention. She needs your time. She needs your energy. She needs your money. She needs something. Again, that's a form of you'll need me before I need you. If she doesn't need you, she would never take you back to court. Not one damn time. She would just keep her kids over there and just shut the fuck up. That's what she would do. She would just focus on loving her kids. But because she hates you more than she loves her kids and she needs you more than you need her, she back in court. <laughs> she's not there because she, she wants you to do the right thing. She's there because she's in need. She's there because she's hungry. She's there because she's faking normal. I know I'm going on on a long stream. She's there because... She's failing in life. That's what she's going on. She's there because she needs to pull the Thanos. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. All right. She's there because she's this woman right here. Let's play it real quick. I know I said I'm going to wrap it up. Let's play it. She's there because she's this. So White has been scraping by with scattered freelance gigs. So sort of bits and pieces mm -hmm. that allow me to cobble together uh income 
but nowhere near the income of the no. past. No, no. Not no. even close. No. I mean, again, I have years of, you know, under 30,000. Help has come from unexpected sources, like neighborhood free spirit Elijah, a clothing minimalist. I was getting on the far side of... Oh, sorry. You guys will see the video. My bad. Oh, you guys don't see the video? Oh, maybe because it's bigger here. So Where my mortgage company oh, is getting so sort of bits and pieces mm -hmm. that allow me to cobble together uh, income. But nowhere near the income of the no. past. No, no. Not no. even close. No. I mean, again, I have years of, you know, under 30,000. Under 30 come from unexpected sources like neighborhood free spirit Elijah. She'd been years at 30,000, faking normal, living in her one-bedroom, two-bathroom, three-bathroom townhouse, driving her Nissan Altima, driving her Mercedes C-Class. I'm making it. I'm doing good. I got a job. I'm doing this. I don't need these ninjas. So I can focus on my career. All right, here come Elijah. This ninja don't even walk in shoes. And she about to take his money. You talk about swindling. Watch this. A clothing minimalist. I was getting on the far side of where my mortgage company was getting you were about to get foreclosed on and evicted that's what you was about to get you was about to get evicted i was getting on the far side you were about to get evicted your mortgage company and your damn hoa was threatening your ass you was hiding from bill collectors that's what you were doing like serious with me because you were behind in your behind bed. behind because, Lizzie, I'll, I'll do it i can do it but i'll do it meaning i'll make up the yes difference. i will i will do it and pay, he'll I'll pay, pay your mortgage right hey i'm in a bind nate pride she had to go to a damn near homeless looking dude to get her mortgage paid let's go ahead and show it so this is my yeah somebody said your rent's due motherfucker so this her man this the man paying the bills ain't put no stank on his finger he got nothing from it. Let's go look. This the dude she this the dude she's swindling right here. This the dude. <laughs> I'm I'm people who like the Vietnam vet gets about nine hundred dollars in monthly benefits, saves almost half. I'm not a things person. How much money do you think I'm spending on my attire? <laughs> <laughs> okay. As he says, I have a few friends like you who are in the stuff world, is what he calls. Yeah. Uh, You're always getting into some kind of mishap. Always getting into some kind of mishap. Yep. Living beyond your means, faking normal. And of course, a white woman came to save this strong independent sister, too. She got a homeless ninja. And a white woman, an old white woman from the human resource department. Here we go. To get by. You know, she didn't talk cash-ish about this white woman for about 30 years. But guess what? Guess what? Stuff world is what he calls. You're always getting into some kind of mishap. Grateful to get by with a little help from her friends. White was also embarrassed. You're the loser. Yeah, well, that's that. Anyway, anyway, bruh, it's it's too predictable. I've seen it too much. 
They went to the Democratic fish fry together. Shout out to Stone Temple Pilots. I love that. Him a grifter. Him doom and gloom. And him a metaphile. Him just bitter and hurt. Shout out to the coach gang and the greatest. And the greatest. What else did you say? The greatest show on YouTube. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Yes, we be grifting around here. And that's you. Crypto Boise or Crypto Boise. I can't pronounce that. He says, Coach, are you talking about Boyce Watkins? No, but if you take a look, the proof is in the pudding. All right. And shout out to all the 40 year old plus people trying to get married up. All right. You're 40. I'm 40. We make a great power couple. Look at me. I have a career. I have a job. I am not going to get laid off. Oh, I got laid off. I'm a temp now. Oh, I got laid off from my temp job. My temp job engine. All right. We're a power couple. All right. Shout out to you. Uh, marriage causes divorce says you're right, coach. They will always come back. If they don't come back, they be out there swinging. You send me swinging. Oh, you send me swinging. They going to be out there struggle, luggle, luggling. And the older they get, the worse it's going to get. I just sit back and watch. I'll be at the junior college like, ain't my fault. All right. Ain't my fault. And it ain't my concern. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing, trying to find Prince Charming out here. But you tell, if you have a woman in your life, like a mother, a cousin, a niece, you better tell them to get married. Shout out to our boy, last one, Street Side Online. I'm rich, and he said nothing. I don't even know who I, maybe I said the wrong name. All right, maybe that was, was that Moose Hefner? I don't know. Anyway, man, shout out to y'all, man. It's time to go, man. Way too much overtime. We'll be back for a short show tonight for Slow Tuesday. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And we'll send you out with Kaylee. Man, it's been a long time. We've been talking about Sister Day. But let's get a little bit of Kaylee in our lives. Just trying.